are listening to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy. That's right, this is the Plunk Podcast. I'm Bushy, other end of the mic. Metal Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bushy. I don't know when I've had this much fun and still been conscious. Oh, Jesus. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to add the fucking sound effect, I know. dude. What the fuck? What the hell? What the hell? Oh, somebody made a sound effect. Who was that? I don't have my Who's screen here? up. Yes, we do. We do have a guest. Might as well introduce him. Do you want me to do the honors? Yeah, sure. You know it better than I do. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> he's a DJ here at thatmetalstation.com. He does a show every Wednesday night, Sam's Rock and Metal Odyssey every Wednesday, I believe, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard, Standard Time. time yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, couldn't be prouder to have him. He's, how long have you been part of the station now, Sam? Uh, two years now, April. Has it I been think that it long? The end, of March, the end of March of 2021, I think, is when I first started. Thank you, my he does a really great show. He's kind of all kinds of hard rock and metal. Um, but, and then he'll do this really interesting creative thing called the fuck it all block where he'll just yep. throw all kinds of music. That's not rock or metal, but it's still interesting. It's like, because of the fact that we had a few DJs here that we had to loosen the reins with, even though one of them doesn't really play that kind of stuff on his show anymore. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, so and I'm not gonna lie. There, like the other day when I came in and there was hollow notes, I'm like, really, Sam? Hollow notes, really? Yes. And you're like, hey. you get heavier, man. <laughs> anyway. I love that shit, though. Hey, hey, I take the. I like it too, dude. Talk. But you know, you know how, you know. Anyway, well, that's another subject for another time. You do an amazing job. We're honored to have you be part of that metal station, and I'm honored to have you as a guest tonight on the plug podcast samuel well, i'm happy to be here mike well i'm happy to be here mike i'm very happy to be on here hey i've been a fan i even was just gonna say real quick it's um here now i've been a fan of this podcast since um before you mike i've been a fan of bushy's podcast since it was you know bushy thin the mountain man holy shit that's like through. the original yeah wow oh yeah thank man. you i've been following yep yeah. i've been following you forever dude know what that podcast i'm enjoying what you guys are doing and I'm happy to be on here, man, talking about this great topic. Yeah, but but you know, it's better with me, right? Of course, hey, 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 of course, it's funny as fuck, dude. Hands you know? down, it's better with you. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I got a little nervous at doing such an excellent <coughs> podcast last, the last one, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, all joking around. Good aside, thing, good thing I, it was short. No, and I, I will say this, though. I, I was... I listened to it today while I was mowing, and um, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. It, I mean, especially when you guys were talking football, 
It's an interesting idea. I think he's high if he thinks the Raiders are going to go to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, Whatever yeah. you're smoking, Joe, you need to quit, buddy. All right? I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. Okay? Uh, but anyway, no, it was interesting because you know me. I love football, and I love talking football. So I, I kind of got into it, man. And and I know he's going through a lot of health issues. Uh, so, you know. It was, it was wild because we recorded that whole episode – you know, I was video with him the whole time. And, mm-hmm. and dude, he's in the hospital. I know. I, I can mm. hear the dirt nurses and the doctors and the lab techs come in as I was uh, listening. And I just want to let Joe know that, you know, I don't hate you or anything, bro. You know, but when you when you left the station, you said it was because of health reasons. And the next thing, all I know is you're at that other radio station, a radio station run by people, by the way, who did nothing but fucking talk shit on you the entire time they were part of TMS. True story. Um, it just kind of threw me for a loop and it kind of hurt a little bit, man. Cause I did kind of go out of my way to help you out. I did try, you know, and I just kind of felt like, Oh, so it's like that, huh? So yeah. I don't hate you or anything, dude, and I wish you the best, and good luck with your sports podcast thing. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say, man. I, I still have to uh, give him some tips and pointers and such, but I sent it to both of you. Uh, <laughs> almost half-assed as a joke, but at the same time, hey, I was a podcaster that needed a helping hand at one point, too, so I'm like, you know sure. what? I, so I've, I've, I've got to critique it and you know, give my thoughts and, you know, do what you can. I, I admire the kid. If, if for no other reason, he's doing it from a hospital bed in a hospital gown. Yeah. Right. And, and I get it. He probably just wants to have something to do so he don't go fucking stir crazy. For real. So I do understand, you know. Yeah. And yeah. So it, it was, it was interesting. I called out the, the radio station shit, you know, and, you know, I cracked my jokes on the podcast thing. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know. I know. I heard. I listened. And and all I wanted to say is like you know I I'm, I'm wishing you positive energy in that aspect. I hope you get well soon, Joe. I hope things. Me too. You know, me too. I I, I wish positive so, towards him as well. I hope he gets a few recovery. But I refuse to fucking call that. you Skeletor, dude. <laughs> There's only one Skeletor, man. <laughs> Even though he does, well, now that you think about it, his voice does kind of sound like Skeletor. Well, he, I think the Raiders are gonna win. What the fuck? Joe, the Raiders ain't winning. They're not even going to win their division, much less the fucking. You know, I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm trying to not get overexcited about my Cowboys right now because that defense is just beast. <laughs> yeah, they are. In fact, I'm going to call it right now. I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be the defensive player of the year this year. You heard it here first, folks. You think? Yeah, and, I, yes. and I'm all about yes. uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing, Bushy, over Micah Parsons. Oh, and that's who I meant. I meant Micah Parsons. I'm sorry. What did I say? D'Amico Ryan? Man, I must. Which he's good too, but I think Micah Parsons is going to be the defensive player of the year. If he plays like this all season, dude. If he I... keeps doing what he's doing, dude, yes. That's what I'm saying. Was he got three sacks already this year, or did he get two sacks against the Giants? I know he got I mean, two yeah, the other night. He didn't night. get four sacks in a game like uh, T.J. Watt did, but, and that's the only like <laughs> shining spot in that fucking horrible game. I'm, not gonna talk about I'm all about Debbie Joe Dallas. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll I'll let you have that. She was she was providing a service, <laughs> and I I can't uh, hate somebody for providing a service. 
<laughs> you know what's funny too? I, I posted a post of that movie, not that so, and someone told me curious, like, that movie is the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. That's, that's the awesome. best. Uh, the only anyway, re- man, that's uh, the only reason I watched that movie. in that game against the Jets, I gotta say, Bush, it's early in the season, but they look good, man. They do. I, I think right now the three best teams in the NFC, and two of them are in the same division. It's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and and the Niners. And I'm sorry, 49ers. everybody else. It's yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think some of those teams, like I think certain teams, like. Uh, yesterday, me and Bildo was watching his Packers play the Falcons, and me and Bill both said, you know, I think that's a team that could be sneaky good, and they sure were because they ended up winning that game. Yeah. So, but as far as, like, the powerhouses in the NFC, it's those three. That's it. Nobody comes even close to them. Right now, team. let's hope everybody stays fucking healthy because. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. I you mean, know, every that's, year, that's I'm not going to lie, every year I want Dallas to win the Super Bowl. Every year. I'd be a liar if I said otherwise. Well, yeah. But know? I'd be okay if Buffalo could do it. But I also know you're a realist, too. There's years, There's been years where you're like, ah, I don't think we're there yet, you yeah. know? And then, and, and even this year, you said, man, I don't know. You know, I think they'll go so far. But 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 I got to say, if they keep playing the way they've been, they've been playing. You heard me on, on, on Sin Sato's Skeletor show. I oh, yeah. said flat out, yeah. I'd love it to be. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. love it to be Dallas, but the Niners are tough. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Beast man, fuck me in the ass. You ruined my diabolical plan. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, my word. Uh, I cannot hear Skeletor and Beastman the same way ever again without thinking of that fucking song. <laughs> Jesus, I don't uh, think I've heard whatever yeah. this is, but. <laughs> it's It's disturbing. <laughs> oh, it is. It, it, there's even music feel for it too. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, look before uh, before we get into our topic, I do have a couple things I want to discuss, so I'm going to hit the little promo here real quick. You can run to my fucking All right. Yeah, I know people get annoyed with this thing, but I got a couple questions. Um, Rolling Stones dropped a new track. They're dropping their first album uh, of, of new original material in 18 years, man. It's called Hackney Diamonds. The track they released is called Angry, and it's basically just this blonde model in the back of a convertible rolling all over it like uh, Tawny Katane style through L.A. with a bunch of billboards showing various eras of the Stones. The song's called Angry. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what you guys think. I love the fuck out of this track. I dug it. I really like it. So I will say though, I I think I said this to a couple times to some people that I like the song, but then again, I might have been distracted by the blonde because she's very popular at the moment. She's she's an actress who's been on that uh I think it's on HBO called Euphoria. And and pretty much half the show she's like naked like half the throughout the show, so I might have been distracted for her because I think I think it's like fucking ridiculously hot. But but jokes aside, I dug the song. I know some people were kind of mm, with it. You know, some people thought it was like shown by numbers or saying that, oh, this is like a bait B side to steel wheels or, or whatever. But I dug it, you know. Awesome. I think that is about the best songs on the album, especially with like who's like the guest people they got. Yeah, they, they got, got McCartney, they got Ringo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Lady Gaga. 
Uh, who else? I think I want to say Joe Crow was on is on a track as well. I could be wrong, but they have a lot of guest people, and I know that has a lot to do with Andrew Watt because Andrew Watt has a lot of guest people something he's he's been producing. You know, like he had a lot of guest people on the last Biggie Pop album. There's a bunch of guest people on the last two Ozzy albums and everything. And I think the album might be decent. I think it might be a decent album. You know, you know the Rolling Stones are one of those bands too. I don't really feel they put out like a shit album. Right. Really. The closest one I would say they did that I thought was eh, was I think that one was called Dirty Work. See, I think that one had like Harlem Shuffle. Yeah, I'll even like take that. that one over her Satanic Majesty's Request. Oh yeah, yeah, that one, that one definitely one. That was another one. Right I mean, there. like a like, rainbow yeah. is the only standout I can stomach yeah, on that. There's, album. there's a couple songs I liked off it, but everything else I just thought was eh. even 2000. Man, I'm just like, man, Kiss did it better. No, a lot like better. So better. A lot oh better. Oh my god, yes, so much better. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, that's like I, I even like, I even heard one person go far as to say is the the drumming sounded like Def Leppard, and I'm like, what the fuck world are you in where you think this sounds anything like Def Leppard? I didn't understand that comment at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I don't hear I don't hear that at all. I, I don't hear. I mean, I don't know if it's a drum machine or a drummer. I don't know those details because every time you see the picture mm-hmm. of the Stones, you just see the three guys. Yeah. And I know Charlie Watts is like he's on his he does play drums on some like there's some songs that it does have him playing, and I believe the song features him on drums. I guess it's like one of the two songs that have featured him on drums. I'm not too sure. Oh, that's cool. But so they recorded recently, something with him before he passed. Awesome. Yeah, I believe. I I believe his last performances. That's, that's awesome. What do you say, Mike? I said, uh, from what I understand, they're dedicating the album to him as well. Yeah, I've heard that too. Nice, good, good. What do you think of this song, Mike? You, you, have you heard it? You dug it? Uh, yeah, I actually I watched the video the other night with Bildo, my co-host of the Metal Mike Show, and um, basically I love the video. I thought it was really cool, especially with all the 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 billboards of them going through their past and all the different eras. Oh, that. Was, and I thought the song was, was pretty cool. I I mean there was like. For the most part, I like the song. One section of the song, though, that was kind of weird to me. I don't know if you want to call it where it it, it like literally changes up and it and 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 they go into this like other. I don't know. It was weird. Um, it was kind of jarring to me. So I'm gonna have to listen to the song a few more times. But I also know mm-hmm. with that producer, it's kind of like that where I'll listen to something like. Well, like the first album he did with Ozzy, as anybody knows, I was not really a fan. Like, I like Patient Number like... 9 much better than I liked the album before it. Also, I thought it was mm-hmm. cool that Ozzy had different guitar players, you know, um, on the, the tracks. Unfortunately, one of them was supposed to be Jimmy Page, but I guess Jimmy has a lot of health issues. He can't really play like like he used to, so he told Ozzy he'd love to do it, but he just, it's like, physically he can't. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but... um. Right, but, but no, um, I did like the Stone song overall, and I love the video. I thought the video was fantastic, man. And also, yeah, can't you just be glad that cool. a legacy band? Because let's be honest, the Stones don't have to record a fucking new fucking no, record. No. Okay, they're the fucking Stones, man. They have such a huge fucking catalog; they could fucking tour on it forever. They're doing this. I mean, it's, I think it's cool when a legacy act. Thank you, thank you. 
does do music. Hey, cre- I do, even if it's do. something I don't like, at least they're trying. You know, it's like you know, it's kind of like uh, Ozzy or any of them. You know, and they might not always hit a home run. You know, I know some people like my big brother. He hates the new Metallica, and he's just like, I just wish they'd stop and go the fuck away. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll go that far. Um, the newest Metallica didn't really do a lot for me. There's like maybe two or three songs I liked, but overall it was like, especially after Hardwired, it was disappointing to mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah, I am but not a fan I, of that album. I've done it well, once. I wish they would just go the fuck away or, you know, hey, mm-hmm. at least they're trying, you know? I mean, fuck. Yeah, and I like some of the albums, but, I, but Mike, I used to see it like, you know, I like some of it, but if we were comparing like the, the other albums from the other Legacy Thrash fans, it is the, it's by far the worst one out of all the Oh, for, dude, the new Overkill like, over, shit's I like all Overkill over was better. I like the new Megadeth better. I like, um... Like, I thought those were better albums, but at least they were, there was more songs I liked on the new Megadeth and, and, than the new and, Metallica. And to be fair, I'm, I brought up the Metallica, but I'm talking about any Legacy act. I mean, at least they're trying. You know, it's like, I, I mean... Don't get me wrong. There's times even uh-huh. where, I mean, anybody who knows me knows, man. Like, I, I'll never forget the day Kane was hanging out with me. It was when I was still living in my mobile home, and we're going through YouTube and Metallica, Hardwire, and I'm like, oh. And I looked right at him and said, let's see if this is even worth the fuck because that's how jaded I got on Metallica, man, like bad, like really bad. And when I hit uh-huh. play and I'm listening and I'm looking at Kane and Kane's looking at me and I'm looking at him he's looking at me and I'm going – holy fucking shit, this is not bad. This is pretty good, you know? Like, it was the first new Metallica material that I actually was like, all right, boys, that's more like it, you know? And I still can't help but think that Dystopia lit a fire under those guys' ass. I don't care what anybody says. It had to have. Yeah. Yeah. um, All that aside, uh, and it's like with any band, sometimes they're not... And another thing, anybody, anybody that expects any legacy act with the exception of people like Overkill and Testament and Death Angel to put out anything that's even going to be remotely as badass or awesome as their earlier stuff, it's not going to happen. Like the Stones are not going to put out another Exile on Main Street, guys. It's right. not going to happen. Right. They're not going to put out another Aftermath. Those, I mean, you know, it's just I, I would. Hey, would it would it be awesome if it happened? Fucking, of course it would. But I don't see it happening. But it. At the same time, at least they're trying, you know. I mean, it's like I don't. I, I just sometimes I think people, because of these legacy acts and because of all the th- stuff they've done, people just if it's not. I mean, I'm sorry. Like Metallica is never going to put out a Master of Puppets again. Never. Right. I don't nope. give a fuck, man. And and neither right. is Megadeth ever going to put out a Rust in Rust Peace or Peace yeah. and Cells. It's it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen, man. You know, I mean, it, yeah. the, and it's the same with the Stones or it's the same with any legacy act. So to me, like when people go, oh, well, Mike, Mike liked Patient Number 9. Yeah, I did overall like it. Do I think it's as great as Diary or Blizzard or Bark at the Moon? Well, fuck to the no. No, it's not. Nor do I expect it to be. Is it better than the album? He, uh, what was the album he did before? Ordinary I really Man. Like it. Huh? Ordinary, Ordinary Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it was ordinary yeah. uh, uh, crapola. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah, there was nothing I liked on that album. I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna lie, but 
Well, and that's fine. I mean, I'm, look, I'm, people did right. like it. I, I tend to be softer on things than a lot of other people are. Well, I didn't I hate it. I, I definitely think Patient Number Nine's a much stronger album. I mean, it's well, got I some great too. tracks on it. But I think that's oh yeah, the, the Tony Iommi songs I like the best. Yeah. But, but oh well, yeah. You got half a Black Sabbath. How could it be bad? But anyway, right. um, what I was going to say, Bush, I think that's something that you and I have in common. Sometimes is we're not expecting, like, with unless it's bands like Testament and Overkill. Death Angel bands that are still kind of still hungry or still have that that fucking still have the fire. edge. They have that fire in the belly, you know. Uh, most bands, especially if they get mega successful, I mean, it just it's hard, man, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, at least at least they're still trying. At least they're putting out new music, you know. I mean, these people are artists. Um, I I I mean, I mean, it's better than Paul Stanley. Well, I'm not going to make any new albums because nobody listens anyway. Well, okay, dude. Yeah. Granted, anything you put out would probably fucking suck. No, because Monster was great. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. uh, No, it wasn't that great. Yes, it was. Uh, I like the Monster. I like it. Get them fucking clean. (laughs) Monster was great. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. And so was Soul Station. (sighs) I I never heard that album. I've heard people say it's good. I never never gave it a Dude, listen to it. I'm telling you, it's good. I, okay. I promise. I okay. promise. I haven't downloaded. I haven't downloaded. But I never listened to it. Just take the I've plunge. Heard, You'll be okay. I I heard what was it? The he does the cover was it Ooh Child? Yeah, it's great. I heard that. I was like, okay, this ain't bad, but like he didn't go like, oh, you check out the rest of the album. <laughs> but Metal Mike know, just so turned he, his I, camera I on to show the show that he's like trying to gag himself. <laughs> He does not like Soul Station. <laughs> you know oh, what? Yeah, I, I ought to give it another chance, though. All because I only heard like one or two songs, and it really didn't do anything for me. And believe it or not, I do kind of like that music. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul. I love that kind of music. I think Paul did it justice. Uh, I like the fact that Eric Singer played drums. I like the fact that they had a horn section and great backup vocalists. And Paul, unlike with the Kiss, you know, Kiss songs. You've got to sing them, uh, sing them at a certain level, okay? Your mm-hmm. voice has got to be able to hit a certain range. Because Paul was a great vocalist in his time. Yes, I'll he never was. Take that away from him. Yes, he was. Never, but with like Soul much, Station, I'm telling you, the music works with his voice. He doesn't get real high a lot. And when he does, I don't know if they've auto-tuned the fuck out of it or what. When he does, it's good, you know? He's not, doing, he's not doing I Still Love You anymore because... Come on. He can't. You know? All right. It's like, could you imagine this fucker trying to do my way off of Crazy Nights now? Oh, Ouch. My, oh, my I, God. I, I, I don't want to think of that. I mean, you and you know this, Bushy. That's why I consider myself fair. No, everybody knows how I feel about Crazy Nights. Yeah. But I will say this. Paul sings his fucking ass off on that record. Vocally, I'm, probably oh, his yeah, best album. Yeah. Probably his best album his vocally. ass off on that record. I'll never take that away from him. Ever, you know, just because I don't like the record doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, well, the performances on the album sucked. No, no, not at all. But it's just, oh, not yeah, my I think kiss. he seems great on, on Crazy Nights. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the album overall, but he seems great on the album. I think it seems amazing. Well, he does. I mean, come on. My, uh, you just mentioned My Way. Uh, there's a few other songs where I'll like, as I said, vocally, he you. sounds great. If you isolate great. his vocal live. tracks, what? I'm sorry, Sam, I can't hear you. 
Well, I was just saying, you know, I thought Hell the Hold you keeps things straight on. Uh, Reason to Live, I think he seems straight on. Yeah, uh, Hell to Hold you, he really hit some notes on that one. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you mm-hmm. yeah, you can't, you know, if you were to isolate his vocal tracks, you'd be like, wow, you know. And maybe that's what they should. They should isolate the vocal tracks and re-record <laughs> the album and make it, like, heavy the way it should have been. And maybe it'd be a good record. Yeah, I said it. It's a great record. No, it's not. Everyone says that uh, Unmasked is such a great record. It's perfect power pop. No, Unmasked is fucking tripe. Crazy Nights is perfect power pop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I see both of them as kind of one. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I see both of them as kind of the same thing. Just one has uh, a, a classic lineup. The other one's just 80s lineup. <laughs> Yeah, they both kind of fucking. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I just lost Samuel. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam. Uh, uh, hey guys, hey, hey guys, this is here. Ah, I'm replaced up now. Ah. Oh Jeez, lordy. Well, Aerosmith just started their last ever tour, and they're, they've already had to stop. Man, Stephen uh, Tyler has ruptured his vocal cords. He uh, like like bleeding, so they had to postpone. Ooh. Do you think they should just finish it, or be like, you know what, fuck it, man, <laughs> we old. I can't even sing anymore. Well, I think it all depends on what he gets to has to do to treat it. If they, if it's a fixable situation, um, maybe so. I mean, Steven's been one of those lucky guys where, I mean, he's been able to do it and do it at a high level for a very, very long time. Where a lot of right. his peers, they've either had to do what Ozzy does where if you, you know, which, I mean, he doesn't really do live stuff anymore cause he can't, you know, right now with his health issues. But I noticed that Ozzy would like have the, you know, like the band would down tune it. And, and that was all Zach's doing because Zach was like, boss, this isn't 1992 anymore. You can't hear those notes like you did on no more tears. We got to slow it down. We got to, you know, down tune it a bit, you know, yeah. um, which for me, I don't mm-hmm. mind because being a black Sabbath freak, Sabbath's already down tuned. So, oh, you're going to down tune Ozzy solo shit? I'm all right with that. But it's like Ozzy didn't, and you know, he might have Zach doing backing vocals and other people doing backing vocals, but he still does. He he doesn't use a cart or tape or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, um, mm-hmm. with Steven though, I mean, Steven's been one of those guys that's been able to do it. Like I remember when I saw Glenn Hughes a while back with the dead daisies and they did a, a version of mistreated by the Mark three version of deep purple. I was blown the fuck away how that guy, he still got it, dude. It was, it was like, Oh my God. And this guy's like fucking in his seventies, did more Coke than maybe Ozzy or as much. Right. Least, and he still sounds great. You know, as far as Steven, I mean, I hope, I, I mean, cause I might be going to see that. Oh, wow. I'm jealous. I wasn't going to originally because, you know, they don't have their drummer, and that bothers me a bit. I don't know why he's not part of it. Ralph made a video a while back explaining why, so I might need to check that video out. Yeah, Kramer's out. Yeah. And yeah, from what I me. hear, from what I hear, it has something to do with, like, health issues. I know Joey Kramer has some health elements over the years, so I don't know if that has to do with it. I also know, too, that there was a thing where they were doing, I think it was the Grammys, I think, and they had to bring in somebody because they thought Joey couldn't do it or something like that. And with the, there was a bunch of bullshit. I know there was like shit going on with the, the Las Vegas residency they were doing where supposedly mm-hmm. him and Steven Tyler got into like an argument and it like, led him to get kicked off for several shows and they had to bring in some session guy or 
or whatever. But yeah, it's I, I don't know what's going on with Joey Carabay because he's a killer drummer. Oh yeah, and and Aerosmith's one of those bands, except with the exception of them breaking up in the early '80s for a while, dude. They've 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 kept their original lineup intact for the mm-hmm. most part. They had, didn't yes. they have those couple albums without Joe Perry? I'm saying there was that, that there was that yeah, there was the yeah. early Brad '80s. Ripper was out for a bit. There was some albums yeah. where because was a permanent vacation, the big comeback. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great album. And they've been together ever since, so it was kind of shocking when I found out this was happening. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And I've never went to see Aerosmith live because, quite frankly, I'm not a huge fan of most of their 80s stuff. There's a few songs here and there I like where I'm like, okay, that that's Aerosmith. That reminds me of old Aerosmith. I like that song. But as far as full albums, uh, fuck to the no. Um, I can do so I Permanent in- Vacation, Pump, all the way through. They're both fucking amazing. I, I think Pump's better, and I think it's the last great Aerosmith album. I think Get a Grip is a good Aerosmith album, but you need to take out all the ballads that sounded like crying and all that other shit. Right. Get rid of that shit. Living on the Edge yeah, is great. On, Eat on. the Rich is great. You know, those are those are good songs. They're good rocking songs. Um, the album after yeah, that, I, I didn't even listen to it because the first single they dropped about was another Lives? ballad. Yeah, they dropped a ballad right away. I'm like, fuck this. I'm done with Aerosmith. Actually, Nine Lives, if you actually listen to the album, it's actually really good. A lot of the beach tracks or album tracks are really solid, like good hard rock. But nice. yeah, there's like, you know, Hole in My Soul, Pink, which are big radio hits. Yeah, I'm not crazy about those. And I don't mind uh what was it? I think it's called Falling in Love with Hard on Your Knees. I like that song. That's but decent. Overall, the rest of the album is the rest of the album is pretty good. Like there's some like there's a really good song in there on Nine Lives. But I just got one thing to say about all that. Pales in comparison to the their drugged out seventy stuff. I said it. Right, right. I don't know. When did Toys in the Attic come out? Because I think that's the greatest album they ever released. It is the greatest album they ever released. It was released in 1976 when they were the fucking shit. End of story. Okay, next. Well, Toys in the Attic was 75. Rocks was 76. You're right. Rocks was 76. Rocks was probably the second best album they ever did. Yes. And I I got both those songs on vinyl. But what I was going to say, though, is... is, uh, Bill went ahead and got tickets because it is their last tour, and he was going to take his then girlfriend she decided to flake out on him now he might still be taking a chick but if he can't if it doesn't work out then i guess which i told him i'm like look i'll go with you dude but i'm not giving you any all right don't, <laughs> don't even think that's gonna happen you yet. will give it up and smile no i will not give it up because chances are they're gonna play a lot of shit i don't like now I, bill did show me the set list and i was kind of shocked by some of the stuff they're doing i'm like they're doing that song so hopefully Hopefully, if when they play, don't want to miss a thing. Just do your due diligence. Get down on your knees. Say thanks for the ticket. No, <laughs> no, no. That's you, Bushy. You do that shit. I don't do that, especially for that. In fact, what I'm going to do is turn around and punch him. What the fuck you take me to this thing for, dude? <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, what what, what do you think, happy. Sam? Should they stick? Should they? Should they stick it out, or should should they just I call think it? They quits? Should at least try. There's all these people that have bought um, those tickets. I think honestly, honestly, I think they should try to continue if Steven gets better. But of course, I see that they were already postponing some dates to like 2024. I know that, and you know, I I do agree. Steven still sings very well. I remember, I think it was last year or maybe the year before that when they were doing that uh, 
Vegas residency, I was watching some clips of them singing, doing, um, I think, Let the Music Do the Talking, and Seasons of Wither, and maybe Toys in the Attic. And he sounds, still sounds really good. Like, he's one of those guys that still sounds Oh, he can still hit it on uh, Toys in the Attic? See, I haven't seen any live footage of them in a while. Yeah, yeah, he said, well, they, well, the thing that Aerosmith did, well, I always admired, and I know some people either have a love hate with this, they, they'll throw out, like, beat tracks in the set, which I love, but they, 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 obviously the main, the, you know, the, the majority of it goes like, what the fuck is this? And they go and throw it, like, yeah, all the radio know, fans. On the edge. Yeah, living on the edge, dude looks like a lady, you know, which, of course, they, they have to play those songs. They gotta play dude looks like a lady, loving an elevator. You know, because those people are going to look like those fucking... Gonna, those are great ride. songs. Don't I don't care. I would love to hear Ragdoll yeah. live, dude. Yeah. And when I he starts it, scatting at the songs. end, that should be great. Yeah, I don't mind those songs at all, but, you know, I know some people like Mike or other people might go, oh, why they got to play this shit, you know? Right. Living on the edge. And, and I don't want and don't want to miss a thing. You know, they're going to... They have to play it. Don't want to miss a thing. I mean, that's a fucking huge song. Huge, yeah. huge. And it's horrible. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it because it made yeah. Kiss get with that same fucking writer and do a stupid song too. Yeah, that. Oh my god! Don't that nothing that can keep me from you. Oh my god! Oh, that song. <laughs> you know, I've always heard about the one of this thing. I heard the rest of the band was not even on it. It was just Steven Tyler that said the song, and they just called it Aerosmith and everything. <laughs> and because it was heard. such, I, it was such a smash hit movie. <laughs> it has to have a smash hit song. <laughs> right. Right, and I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that's like their most popular song on YouTube when it comes to the music video. I think oh, it's the most popular. Probably one. I is. Could that's be wrong. horrible. It's fucking it's horrible. It's either that or one of the what's what's the what's the amazing crying, uh, amazing crazy. crying all that shit. I think it's horrible. one of the, one of those three might be that too, but yeah. That and means also, people, you love... need to go out there and get on like Big Ten Inch Record or you know anything but those songs. Start streaming yeah. them over and over and over. I, I would love to see the tour because I've never seen Aerosmith, and I love pretty much all their '70s stuff. Yeah, pretty much almost damn everything they've done. You know, I would love to see them live, but unfortunately, as far as I know, at least I, at least from what I saw, there was no date. There was no Texas date on there. So I hope that changes if the tour does continue. And also, I would love to see the Black Crows. I'm a huge Black Crows fan, so I wouldn't mind you know, seeing them as well. Yeah, I dig the Crows but, too. Uh, we saw one of the guitar players in Nashville. He just showed up to <laughs> play in that a bowling alley. Awesome. <laughs> nice. I know what I was going to say, though, is I've seen the Crows, and I saw that guitarist in Nashville, and then I've seen the Crows on their own with Dirty Honey, which was pretty cool. Um, and I've never seen Aerosmith. so I haven't um, either. They're playing in Charlotte, but whew, I don't know. That's three hours away, and that's expensive. I hear you. Well, like I said... Um, I think we should just wait and see. Hopefully, if Steven gets to feel better and can do it, it but I don't want him going out there croaking. Either, right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, well, that's because the you thing. He's I... one of the few singers that still sounds good for his age, like a Glenn Hughes, like a Robert Zander from Cheap Trick. Uh, another guy who surprises still sounds really good is, uh, uh, even though he's a bit younger, is Jeff Scott Soto, who sing with Eve Momstein. He sang with... Um, I think he sang with Journey too. I think he still sounds really, really good. You know, he sounds. I think even better now. You know, especially with the, a band that he did with uh, 
like with Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, a bumblefoot book called Sons of Apollo. Yeah, yeah. That's really good shit right there. That's Soto. Really? See, I don't think I knew that he was in it because you hear all those other names. Um, yeah, yeah. I have that there. album. That's that's good shit. Yeah, and I was lucky to see that that lineup once. I, I got to see Sons of Apollo once with a friend of mine. He wanted to go. He wanted me to go with him. So I was like, hey, I was like yeah, sure, why not? And they were fucking amazing. Sons of Apollo was fucking really good. That's awesome. And they played like a mix of like studios to songs from their own shit and also covers. I remember them doing, I think, Prophet Song from Queen and the Crew of Rock and Van Halen. And I want to say they did Dream On from Aerosmith. I know they did an Aerosmith song, but I can't remember who was that or the season of the Wither. Nice, nice. But they were good. They were cool band live. <clears throat> I watched a country, western, bluegrass, alternative country band cover Aerosmith. I want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was Sweet Emotion. But it's definitely one of those mm. bigger hits, and they killed it. Uh, it's that same band, Dirty Grass Soul, that does that Killer War Pigs cover. It's like, oh what, yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard that. Dude, it's like one of my favorite versions of the song where they go into the Alice in Chains and all these other different, you know, metal bands, and then close it out back into you know War Pigs. But it's all nice. it's it's all banjos and fiddles and shit. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think you send that in the. In that that metal station uh, group chat, I think. I think you, I think you send that or something. I remember, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up sending it to uh, Ralph, so it's Doctor Fuck approved. I said, "Look, keep an open mind, okay? <laughs> Listen to this and tell me what you think." And he got back to me. He's like, "Dude, that's pretty badass. I dig it." Yeah, I, cool. I dug it too. I thought it was real. Of course, you know, you're doing the Black Sabbath cover. You know, I expect them to do it, like knock it out of the park, and I thought they'd knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Because the version I sent out is live because there's no studio version of that song. That's live. Yeah. That thought it was really good live. I thought it was really fucking cool. Yeah, they're a good band. I, I, I pimp them a lot, both on my radio state, or radio show and, and here, man. Dirty Grass Soul. If you if you like alternative country and bluegrass, check them out. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I'll definitely keep that in mind because I do like that kind of shit. I do. Yeah, because I'm that Moonshiners reunion I'm going to here in a couple weeks. They're playing two nights, so. <laughs> and they do completely set, uh, different sets both nights, so it's awesome. And they've got four or five records out, so. Mm. All self-produced. They, uh, they have a studio down there at that farm I go to because the guy that started this whole festival like 30 or 40 years ago that was his whole thing is well nobody wants to record me I'll make my own damn studio and he you know he had a couple albums out it's all good stuff yeah. that, that's all I really have for rock or metal news um, Sam's here because it's all over the internet in the, in the groups that we follow is that just rock is dead in America mm-hmm. in know, America Gene Simmons has said it you know as far as celebrity wise goes uh, the great Dr. Fuck said it. He called me up because apparently I called him drunk one night saying that uh, it's not dead. And uh, then he had to school me. How long ago was this? Uh, a few weeks ago. That's hilarious. <laughs> a few weeks ago. Because <laughs> apparently I called and left him a drunk message. What the fuck do you mean, Rock? Is that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. So he called me back the next day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Was it? Was he? Did he? Did he, did he, did he, did he, did he took the phone and go, "Hello, you dumb fuck." <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> you drunk bastard. 
No, when I said hello, he said, Rock is dead. <laughs> First words out of his mouth. But he always says, he prefaces it with, I'm talking about America, folks. I'm not talking about Europe or Asia or India or any, or even South America. Metal's still huge down there. Rock and metal's still huge down there. But he's talking about the U.S. Right. And I thought it'd be a cool topic for us to talk about and to get someone who's younger than us, who's not exactly in the same timeline. Right, Samuel, um, uh, how old are you, brother? 22. 22? Mike, we're talking yeah. to a fucking baby. We are. We're talking to, and he's the youngest uh, hey, age. Hey, put TMS. it this way. Put it this way. When I became a DJ, when I first got the offer, I was 19. And when I started doing my shows, I was 20. Holy hell. Think about that. I was 20 years old. Doing Holy my hell. Yeah, I knew yeah. he was young, but he was so knowledgeable about the history of rock and metal. I was like, fuck, I gotta make, I gotta make this kid a DJ, man. And he didn't, he didn't accept right away. He's like, well, you know, let me see. Let me think about it. But eventually mm -hmm. he, he, he was seduced by the dark side of the force. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, all I had to do was think about it for a week and think of, you know what? When am I going to get offered this again? Probably never. Fuck it. And it worked and out. I it told him, out. hey, the offer well, stands. Take your time. I said, because I knew, I was like, give yourself to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's you know, that's and, great. Uh, the rest is history, man. He's one of the best DJs Sam, I got. You're, as far you're as I'm a concerned. whore. I made Scott work for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Scott Green has to, I had to send him like pictures of my feet, and Scott Green approved it. <laughs> I mean, Scott reached out to me after I, I had done my first review video. It was the uh, Combat EP, because I had never done a review ever, and that's where I decided to do it, I guess. And I enjoy those reviews, by the way. If you just in your living room, just walking around, I fucking love those. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, because I haven't done I that shit those, forever. Man. Your Slipknot one is fucking awesome. The one for Hell Yeah was fucking awesome, too. Nice. Boston is one of my favorites. It's only two minutes long. <laughs> it's, and it's one of my favorite ones. Because <laughs> even I laugh at myself when I when I watch that review. But, you know, I posted that video of the Combat EP, and uh, Scott messages me, you know, LOL, when do you start? And I just kind of, I just laughed back at him, you know. Uh, a couple weeks go uh -huh. by, and he said, uh, no, seriously, when can you start on my station? And that, at that point, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, look, dude, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I don't have the time. I don't have the discography, blah, 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 blah. About two or three weeks after that, he says, when the fuck do you start? <laughs> oh, shit, he's determined. Yeah, so he had hunted me hard, which was funny because I, you know, I did a half-hour show in Watertown, New York on 94 Rock, but... It was a half-hour show. You don't have a lot of mic time, you know. Okay. And so uh, I had to call this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I went and talked to Ralph and Ian. You know, God love them. They gave me their blessing, and the rest is history. I've been here since 2016. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, uh, oh, my God, that's like eight years now. I, I've been at it for a long time. Years. September 11th, yeah. 2016 was my first show. Mm. Yeah, so that's... It is funny. Time, I can dude. actually send you my uh, anniversary show, my one-year anniversary show, because mm -hmm. I was playing clips of me on the mic on that first show and how fucking green I was, you know? 
Oh, yeah, man. I remember when I did my first show, I was like very quiet, like talking like this and everything. Like just, hello, guys. I'm Dean. My name is Sam. I, I, walk, I walk, I like to walk on the beach and basically just talking like this the whole time. You know, oh. I was in so middle of the road. I hear and you. When I think about it, I go like, oh, God. What was I thinking? <laughs> talking like that. Well, it's funny, you know, because you're doing it and you know it's live. And because, mm -hmm. you know, doing the FM radio station for me wasn't hard because you can't see your listeners. Now, mm -hmm. whenever a new DJ is getting broken, you know how it is. You're in the hot seat. So everybody's there. So every DJ that can make it is in your chat room and they're listening and they're talking shit. Oh, yeah. And they're firing requests oh, yeah. at you. Plus, whenever there's a new DJ... For whatever reason, station listeners want to know what that DJ brings. And that's when you get your best numbers. Your best numbers are always your very first show. <laughs> I don't care mm -hmm. what anybody says. That's your, your your first show is your best numbers. So everybody's in I, there, and it's nerve-wracking. Because it's like, I know you can't see them physically, but you can see them. <laughs> and they're letting you know, oh, man, fuck this song. Or, oh, great tune, you know, especially if you pull something out this deep and you know, you don't ever hear on regular radio. That's when people really get excited, you know? And, and <laughs> yeah, it, it, listening to that first show and then listening to my anniversary show when I have all those clips that I just pulled from the first show, I actually made a drinking game on my anniversary show with the listeners that uh, every time you heard, I'm having so much fun, I'm having a good time, <laughs> anything like because I said it so much. <laughs> On every mic break, <laughs> then we made it a drinking yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, I, for, for what I remember about my first show was I remember I just kept fucking up song titles and kept stumbling my words. I was like, that's good, like that. <laughs> just nervously. I even fucked up a couple of songs too during a block. I was like, I shit. Oh no, we get fired. <laughs> fucking up. God damn it. That's great. And literally, Mike calls me. Mike calls me. He's like, dude, you did good. Did good. I'm like, really? I did that? He's like, yeah, you did. You did good. Aside from the little fuck up with, hey, it happens. It does happen. You did a good job. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Am I still here? Yes. <laughs> you can come back week. next week. <laughs> yeah. You can come back next week. Now that, yeah. now, now, now that you got all the nerves out, <laughs> come on yeah. back. Now you can go back and go do your regular show. And I've been doing this shit now. Let's see. We're in 2023. Two years now. Nice. And uh, yeah, I haven't. I have, for the most part, been consistent. That's the best thing about the. That's the, that's the thing that with being, being a DJ is you got to be consistent. Yep. You got to be consistent with this stuff. And luckily, I've been only missed. I I think if I think about maybe nine shows, ten shows in the past two years, which is not bad. No, no. Not bad at all. And you get to stay on the yeah. same damn time slot. I mean, my best time slot was nine to midnight on Sundays, where I started out. But I've had to move it around so much because of work schedules and moving south. Right. And it's just a pain in the ass. I used to listen to those. I used to listen to those. I remember those days. I used to be in the cavern a lot when you were, like, doing a show at night. Yeah, my Sunday night show, that was that was always my biggest audience. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. Nell Burkai Ross from fucking the Netherlands would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to catch the last hour of my show. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. That mm -hmm. shit was awesome. I, I've had, dude, I had friends who were, they would listen to my show and it'd be like, near the end of the show the last hour, it'd be like one o'clock or, or at midnight 
and stuff because they were like an hour, two hours ahead of me. And I'm like, man, you guys are fucking animals. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. I even know one guy that was like, I think it was like three or four o'clock for him when I did my show. I'm like, dude, get some sleep. Hell yeah. It's like what guys from up? Australia tune in, man. It's so messed up because they're like a day ahead of us. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's like nighttime for us, and it's like the morning for them. Like, don't you get so the suit today? Why do you listen to me? For real. But thank you. Thank you so much. And you were worried about editing me. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to give you such a good time, Nate. I have no idea. I'm going to have to keep my eye You're on like, my watch. Like, All right. Like so, anyway, and yes, I was nervous too. My first, man, God, I was nervous. It's weird. I've done stand up comedy and that was nerve wracking, but doing the radio thing my very first night was, I was just like, I guess because it was just so important to me, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for real. And, and yeah. I don't think people understand yeah. that. We don't get paid to do that shit. Right. No. You know, no, we, we do don't. it strictly because we enjoy being on the right. mic. We enjoy well, the music that actually, we play. I got I to gotta say this. I do get paid, though, but in pennies. Mike sends me pennies. So, <laughs> yeah. I do get paid, but not by much. I just get, like, it's just a penny a day. Wait, yeah. you get paid? Mike. I don't get paid. Yeah, he, oh, he, oh, that's kind of special. How are you paying the kid? I'm not. Well, who's the semi pays then? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't me, buddy. Son of a bitch. Maybe you got some um, guardian out there sending you money. Uh, a fairy godmother, or fairy godfather. No, it's a fairy, whoever. I got to look into that. Sure that me. I mean, believe me, I wish I could pay my DJs, but, you know, and not now. But, but hey, internet though. radio is a volunteer domain, dude. It really is. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it people do it because they love I'm it. I'm happily doing this show. I'm happily doing what I can do every week. It's, it is a great thing to do, especially you know, it gets get my mind off the bullshit and everything. That's the best thing about doing my. But the thing is, the best thing about all of us when we, we do our shows, you know, we, we take you know a few hours or so. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'll say it right now. Doing this podcast and doing my, the Metal Mike show on that metalstation.com, even being part of TMS, it's therapeutic to me. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it's yeah. it, it it's those, like when you're recording a podcast, it's those couple hours where the outside world be damned. We're worried about this right now. And when you're doing those three hours on the radio or five hours, however long you go, it's the same right. thing, you know, for that amount of time, all you're doing is interacting with other people about the music that we fucking care about, you know, mm-hmm. that touched us as young kids. Boy, that sounded weird. <laughs> okay, Gary Glitter. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, that's, that. if you're not in it for that, if you're in it for viewers, if you're in it for listeners, I mean, do you want people to listen? Well, yeah, we're taking time out of our day to have these conversations. We're taking time out of our day to... Mm-hmm you know, play these songs. But at the same time, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about or what you're playing, you're wasting your time. If you're following or if you're chasing followers, you're in the wrong game. Right. And that's my right. soapbox for the night. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I will add to that too. Is like, you know, I don't get like, the, I usually don't give up the best listeners at all for the most part. You know, I get listeners. I do. I get listeners, but I don't got like, and people in my chat room every week, you know. You know, I'm grateful for whoever listens to my show or whoever's in my chat room. 
Yes. So, I'm grateful for anybody that listens to my, my ramblings and my bullshit. You know, that doesn't matter to me. Numbers don't matter to me for the most part. And I'm just grateful for the people that do listen to my show and message me saying, you know, hey, great show, man. I dug what I was play. I even get people, you know, that turned on to bands that I play on my radio. So, like, uh, Mo Mike knows this guy, uh, a guy named Adam. Adam and Steve in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, he's from here in North Carolina. I like that guy. Yeah, he got turned on to a bunch of bands from either my show and Mike's show. Like, I think Haunt was one of the bands that he got into because of us. Yes. Yep, Uh, I got him him into Degeneration, you know, a punk band from the 90s. Yeah, I mean, Adam and C is a great listener. Yeah, he got, yeah, yeah, let's see, I think Prongs was, another band that he got turned on from from both Mike, me and Mike's show. Nice. Several bands, too. I know. So, I'm happy. Those are the people. When I hear that, that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. That makes me happy. And I, and I do, I, that's the thing with, with my radio shows, like, especially with, like, these, like, these mid-ground bands, as I call them, like, these bands that maybe some people know of or may not know of, or, like, these new bands that I'm probably going to mention throughout this, this episode tonight <laughs> in discussion. <laughs> I, if I get one person into these bands when I play on a radio show, that makes me happy. Okay, that makes me fucking happy. Hell yeah! You know? it feels good when when a song hits. You know when your chat room <clears throat> lights up. You know mm-hmm. when people start saying "dude, tune." You know and it it makes you feel good. You're like, yeah, that's right, bitch. I know what's good. <laughs> that's why I yeah, played it. And, <laughs> yeah, and my you know just recently my turned me on to a band called Orbit Culture. I've been digging the fuck out of them. Uh, I just heard you know? a song off their new album tonight on Liquid Metal. I know we've talked about it before, the listener. Like, I had to get into the little group chat that Metal Mike made for this episode and say, dude, Orbit Culture Descent fucking slams. <laughs> yeah. And, dude, if you think that song slams, wait till you hear the rest of their shit because they're fucking killer. I cannot wait. Fucking I'm excited. Killer. I've been listening to them for probably the last several days now, just digging into like various like stuff. They got like singles, EPs, full length. Nice. I've just been checking out random stuff, and this has been every song I've heard. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Damn, that's fucking awesome. That's fucking heavy as shit. Yeah. You know? I dig them. I think they're a great fucking band. I couldn't agree more. But that leads well, us kind of into the next. Okay. Before we, you know, um, is the fact that. I thought originally listened to it that they had two two different seniors, like one was aggressive and the other one was all no, it's the same fucking guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. Anyway, go ahead, Bush. No, no, you're okay. That's that's a great point. So he's like the Tom Kiefer of the death metal world or whatever. I don't know what kind of music. I you suppose call that. so. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Kiefer of death metal. Never you always just gotta take it down life. that glam metal road, don't you? <laughs> Uh, well, look, Tom Kiefer, you listen to Coming Home, my I want to hear a death metal cover of Heartbreak Station. <laughs> yes. I do, too. Actually, it'd be pretty cool. No, death metal version of uh, I'm Coming Home. Because that's where Tom sings in his two registers, his normal voice and then his you know, falsetto, his dirty, grimy voice. It's real high. Right. Let me hear that. Well, my dad, cool, you know, my dad used to ask me. Like, uh, uh, that's the only guy that can do that. Like Corey Taylor from Slipknot can sing in two different styles. There's a lot of guys that can do it. Yeah, but Tom Kiefer's the best. 
Oh, come on. No, he's not. He's good, but he ain't the fucking best. Doing it that way? Yeah, I love his voice. Well, I like his voice, I too. Love <laughs> I, like I love Tom Keeper. I love Tom Keeper and Corey Taylor, so I, I, can't, I can't argue there. I love both singers. Hey, I like <laughs> the dude from Orbit Culture. Let's move on, man. <laughs> Is rock and metal dead? In America. Well, in we have to, to say in America. First. I say we have our guests. In America, in perfect in America. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Let's let's have Samuel's take. Um, is Rock dead? Um, I actually been thinking about this a lot when I found out I was going to do this episode. You know about it, and if I gotta say, I mean, Rock is. I can't say Rock is dead when it comes to popularity. Because there's a lot of rock music, you know, like pop rock shit that's very popular. But hard rock, that really, that really is like, I don't know. There's not really many hard rock bands I can think of that are like popular that get played on mainstream radio. I mean, there's some that get played, but nothing that I can think of as like people what I think anybody would like. But I don't know. This is just the whole is rock dead thing has been something that we've you know, all heard for years, right? We've been hearing stuff like that for fucking years. Yeah, well, it was supposed yeah. to die when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And especially metal. Metal, there's been, there's been things like, you know, is metal dead or is heavy metal dead? You know, we've been hearing that's another thing I've been talking about for fucking years. And I think metal, I think metal's fucking going strong. You know, I think metal's like, there's no, that's, metal's going really strong. Yeah, but rock itself, just in general rock, it's a very tough, thing to really say it is because in one way yeah it's dead like we're talking hard rock I think hard rock is kind of dead when it comes to popularity but rock itself I don't think it's really dead because you've got bands like um, and again these bands are going to mention I don't like it all it's not but you got bands like Fallout Boy 21 Pilots Imagine Dragons uh uh, what's that? What there's another shit like a shitty band that's super popular right now. But they're like pop bands. They're like pop rock bands. They're indie rock bands. They're alternative rock bands. That plays Fair fucking enough, arena. But can I ask a question, Sam? Mm-hmm. How long have some of those bands been around? Imagine well, Dragons been around for a minute now. Yeah, Imagine Dragons. Ralph's think- main oh. argument was when people tell him, "Well, what about Ghost?" or "What about?" and he's like, "Okay." Or even bands that Ralph don't particularly like, like people throw the five finger death punch, you know, and Ghost, and mm-hmm. and he's like, but Ghost has been around since fucking what, two thousand six, two thousand seven. They've been Ghost around was, for, first, I mean, the first Ghost album came out two thousand ten, I think, or two thousand eleven. Okay, there you go. Fair enough, but oh, oh yeah, it was Five Finger Death Punch. I think they came out in two thousand five or two thousand six. My point, the point that Ralph was trying to make is mm-hmm. name one band within the five years that has reached. I mean, I think. What I think. So, is, are are, are we, we talking FM popularity, or or the fact that rock well, and roll's alive and well? It's just people are too lazy to look for it. I think it's a combination of things, but I'm going to go ahead and let Sam continue I, I on with his shitty band thing. thing. I think I see it's more of a popular thing. You know, in, in Ralph's case, in Ralph Eras opinion, I think it comes from popularity in like you know, because rock. I mean, rock in general is not like super popular right now because you got pop music, you got rap, you got Country whatever the fuck is, like electronic, Tosh and stuff. But that's super popular. So rock in general, it's like, 
it's popular, but in like small arenas and, and small theaters. Hard I'm just going to come out and say it. I think hard rock, heavy metal, and even rock has went more underground now. The good stuff, anyway. Like, it's not it's not in the mainstream. Let's just be honest. You know, pop is in right. the mainstream. Right. Country is in the mainstream. And, of course, rap, which what passes for rap now. I call it fucking mumbling. But even your other stuff, like uh, Billie Eilish, she fucking mumbles. Like, I don't get it. Like I know I know mm-hmm. people, oh, you're an old but guy. Super okay, fucking fine. Popular and plays fucking but it's but it's not really rock and roll and it's right. not really it's not metal. I mean metal is not it's and even when it, it takes longer, it's like yeah, right now at this time, because when I went to see Ghost, the place was packed with a mod mark. But look how long it took Ghost to get there. Yeah. So in a way I mm-hmm. think Ralph is right. In a way, I'm not think. I don't know if rock and metal's truly, truly dead, but I definitely think it's in remission or um, uh, it's 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 sleeping. It's like a sleeping giant that hasn't woken back up yet. And let's be honest, if you go through your rock and metal history, I mean, like you pointed out earlier, Bushy. Oh, people have been. I mean, Ozzy said that. I remember when he first started doing the Ozfest and MTV. I think it was MTV. Was in, well, don't you think this is a risky venture? Because he's competing with Lollapalooza and all that alternative stuff. Yeah. And Ozzy said, he he grabbed the camera and goes, "Fucking look!" And there's a huge fucking crowd of people. He goes, "Yeah, you people have been telling me the fucking rock and metal's dead. According to you, it's been di- dying since 1970. Fucking I." <laughs> and here I am. And I'm like, exactly. Like, you know, so to a certain extent, but Ralph, what Ralph is saying is about it's taking, it's harder for new bands to make it to the big time. And there's a lot of great hard rock and metal bands. Yeah, well, the know, music right. industry's changed, unfortunately. And it has changed. Right. It has changed. What does boggle my mind, though, when it came to the whole downloading thing and torrent thing, I thought it would affect it, – it doesn't seem to really be affecting country music or other uh-huh. genres of music. But when it comes to hard rock and metal, it kind of did. I mean Lars was right ultimately. It it did it did have an effect, a major effect. Uh-huh. I mean – but then again also we also have to put this out there. Is rock and metal really dead or is it your rock, our rock and metal, the, the stuff we grew up on? Is that dead? Because Ralph even said himself in the most recent episode of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast that uh, the bands he likes, even the newer bands, it's in the styles of metal that he likes already. Right. Right. And, and that's the thing. He, and he that's said, so fine. Even he admitted that he is stuck in a rut to a certain extent. Yeah. But he's not as bad as some people who won't even give those bands a chance. They won't give a band like uh, – um, Blade Killer or any band like that a, a chance because it's not Judas Priest, it's not Iron Maiden. It's like, okay, granted, but it's in that style. I mean, there's a whole thing, this whole new wave of traditional hard rock and metal. It's supposed, it's really mm-hmm. called a new wave of traditional metal, but I add the hard rock in there of some really good stuff. I mean, there's yeah. some great bands. Sam mentioned Haunt earlier. That's a perfect mm-hmm. example. You know, so... Yeah, you got and, Haunt, you got Rival Sons, and some hard rock. You got Night Demon, that's metal. Yeah, God, there's a lot of bands, a lot of bands. And and and, and not only that, but years. there's also the whole. Look how many different stoner metal and doom metal bands are coming out, especially with female singers. 
Oh yeah. I mean, dude, it's it's just insane when you think about. They're just coming out of the metalwork. So in a way, I I was like, no, it's not dead. I do think maybe it's dormant, or maybe it's just like um, Rob Zombie said in that that um, metal ahead Vayner's journey movie by uh, um, Sam Dunn and and Scott McFadden. You know, remember when he said metal is like the, the biggest fucking thing in the world, but yet nobody knows about it. Well, I definitely think that's true here in the States. I mean, I know there's metal heads here. I've met them. I see them all the time. But it does seem like it's it's like it's almost just not in the mainstream at all. You know, mm-hmm. and anyone that is, they're a legacy act. There's somebody who's been around for decades sometimes. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Sam? Well, I honestly think, especially going to the, talking about the internet, especially when it comes to downloading and stuff, I've been noticing a lot when it comes to like new hard rock bands or something. You go look up on their YouTube plays or their YouTube viewership, and you look how some of these bands have like a million views or several million. You know, especially I mean, there was a lot of metal bands, like popular metal bands that were coming out these last probably these last five years, ten years that rank up in, like, the 20, 30, or 40 million, like, viewership, which is fucking crazy to think about. And and there's some bands, too, that, you know, definitely, especially, like, like it's going back to The Rock, that get, like, 20 or 30 million. Like, there's a, like, uh, like, Grand Van Fleet. Highway Tune has got, like, I think, like, I want to say, like, 50 million views on their music video, something like that. It's ridiculous. And there's another band too that's kind of being considered as like a like a new wave like tradition like it's like new wave of glam rock. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them called the Main Skin. No, but I'm intrigued. Main okay, they're like an Italian like pop rock glam band kind of thing. I, what I've heard of them, they're fucking terrible. I, I, I've heard they've been go they've been all over. Like I haven't seen them like they've been winning awards at the Grammys and everything. They got like a lot of buzz. About them, they've been. I think they came out back in maybe 2017, 18, and they got like I think like 20 something million views, or at least a million views, several million views on their YouTube videos. So, so they're slowly getting popular. <clears throat> but isn't it funny uh, now that that's almost how we have to judge popularity on things? Is is YouTube hits and Spotify streams? Yeah, I and... mean that. Re- I mean that really is the case now. I mean just. It's all about because no bands. Are, you think Nightwish can get played on like mainstream radio? No, Honest, No, but YouTube viewers get. That's that's. A, I think that's the benefit with having places like YouTube, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes. You know, you get to see a bunch of these bands and look. You see bands you recommended to you. You know, or you can find these bands and that thing, and. <clears throat> You start seeing the viewership and listenership. Like, I'm pretty sure Night Demon's got like several million on some of their songs. I'm sure. Same thing with Haunt. Same thing with like whoever. Yeah. Especially on Spotify. Because you look at like YouTube numbers are one thing, but Spotify numbers, they're fucking ridiculous when it comes to certain bands. You know? Can you let us know any of those bands? Oh yeah, like, like I mean, just me... examples. Okay, like for example, like Metallica. Like Metallica's got like a billion listeners on some. Well, of their I know songs. that, but I'm talking again, like newer bands. 
You were talking about people I mean, on YouTube like, and. Well, huh? I think I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think for example right now. I know I'm sure Lucifer's got like several million for Dreamer. I think because I know Dreamer's like a very that's like their hit. And I know that video's got like a million views, and the the song itself got maybe a couple million. Now, is this on YouTube or Spotify? Probably, well, YouTube, I, I'm sure that's like a couple million, um, I think. And Spotify, which I don't use Spotify anymore, but I want to say that one's probably like maybe around the same length as that. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's, it's hard to come by with these bands because they all usually these new hard rock bands that we're talking about that we all generally do like, they usually range up like maybe the close of, of a million. And while somebody like a main skin, going back to them, they get like probably 40 or 50 million plays. And Gravity of Feet gets like, you know, 30 or 40 million plays on Spotify. You know? And That's uh, crazy. Cause I, just, <clears throat> I just saw a band open up for Steel Panther. They're fucking amazing. And I'm looking at the song that I thought was the best song they played that night. And, you know, they have 30.5 thousand subscribers. But this song... Mm-hmm. Which which I think is the best one only has eighty eight thousand views, mm. and it was dropped three years ago. It is fucking great. I played it on my radio show. I think I played it on this uh, that uh, Broken Love flies in the honey. You know, they're mm. another one. It's a it's a new hard rock band. They got some alternative vibes. They got some Sabbath vibes. In fact, they segued flies in the honey into fucking War Pigs. That was pretty badass oh. that they were able to do that. When I saw him live opening for Steel, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I know it's not my turn to voice my opinion, but I, I, I think it's funny. Right, right. We've we've got a we've got to share this stuff is what we have to do because the only way it's going to get more views is, you know, you share it. Right. You know, but especially in the case too. of uh, YouTube, you shared a video. Oh, mm-hmm. You know Sam what I mean? Sam is the most sharing motherfucker I know. He is constantly posting videos of bands and stuff. On social media, all the time. He's got to be right. on my feed. I got to start just... interacting with him more because uh, I mean, on social media, because we message back and forth. We have for years. Oh yeah. But I yeah, think I, we. I, uh, I got to start interacting with his posts more because they don't show up in my feed. The algorithm has you mm-hmm. basically shadow banned as far as my algorithm is concerned. He's fucking Facebook. <laughs> I know it. Fuck Mark Zucker. <laughs> Did you hear me? You fucking cuck. <laughs> yeah, you hear us? You fucking douchebag looking motherfucker. You fucking human fuck. That's like my favorite fuck meme I've seen is of that baby that looks just like Elon Musk. And because it's a meme, you don't know if it's true or not. It's like, so this is Mark Zuckerberg's baby. No, no wonder he wants to fight Elon. <laughs> uh, here we go, man. Uh, there are some great bands, though, that are out there. Uh, White Crone. Um, is uh, and that's Lisa Mann, the blues bass player. That's her heavy metal project. She's also in another band called um, Splintered Throne. Now she wasn't the original singer of that band, but that's a killer band. Spirit of Drift is great. Um, yep, I've Savage heard that. Master, Savage Blood. Yeah, and that's um, another band that's got like a Night couple Demon. You mentioned earlier. Videos. Night Wolf, Native Sons is cool. Midnight Spell and Midnight's Priest are also great. Um, and then some of these bands that I do have in here are bands that have kind of gotten a buzz, like Burning Witches is one that is doing pretty well. Uh, Ghost is another mm-hmm. one. 
Um, Volby, I know not everybody digs them, but they got a pretty big audience, man. They yeah, but haven't they been around for a while? I mean, I was they listening have, to them in New have. York. That's what I'm saying. I'm, they I'm have, looking they through here. I'm, I'm looking through here, but the ones that have made it uh, an impact are ones that have been well over a decade old. So Dr. Fuck's got a legitimate point here, man. I mean, well, sure. I mean, Disturbed is huge. They've been around since 99. I, I first heard Down With a Sickness Who? in 99. Disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah, see, and I don't count them. That's that's, that's almost two decades. Yeah, dude. they've been around for a minute, but they're still in the mainstream, at least. Well, true, but... Five Finger, about... I mean, yeah, but, they've been I around mean, for a while, too. But all the bands I mentioned, most of them, are bands that have been around just maybe, okay, like, say, Midnight Priest. I think their first album, actually, they've been out longer than I thought, 2009. They've been out over a decade. Yeah. You know? Um, mm -hmm. And Burning Witches, I think, has been around since, like, 2010, maybe 11, I think. Now, Blade Killer, like they had an album, and I think they only put out one album that I know of. Um, it's 2018's High Risk. These guys are fucking great, especially if you like Old Maiden, Diano Maiden, Era Maiden, great band. And I don't even know if they've made another album, dude. I don't know. See, that shit happens. It's like there was this great band called Thrash or Die that released two records and we were promised a third that never happened. Fucking sad. But again, you got to remember, I think what's holding Ralph back is a lot of the guys that are in that band. They've, they, I mean, the drummer's drumming for Yngwie Malmsteen. Yngwie, yeah, I don't Brian know how many other fucking bands. I mean, yeah. It is what it is, dude, and it's very, very hard for new. Like you know, one of my newest favorite new bands is they watch us from the moon, but it's gonna take a while. I mean, it's it's just hard. I mean, thank God we have Bandcamp though. Yeah. Or we wouldn't even be exposed to them that way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's the other thing too. With with uh, what that's the benefit of of talk. We're talking going back to the, the internet here. Is you got places like Bandcamp, and some of these bands have been super successful. You know, with being kind of like these small indie labels or just being independent, like like putting out their stuff on their own, like Trevor and Tristan Haunt. He is very successful for what he's doing with Haunt. He's very successful. He talks about how, like, hey, look, I, the merchandise, I get, I do all the merchandising to make sure I press all the vinyls and stuff, core, produce, and everything, and he's really successful at what he does. Trevor like does it all that. himself, though. It's all DIY. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, he's, uh, and he does it really well. He oh, he does. does. Well. Because he's not just got Haunt. He had Beastmaker, and even, and even now, that that's no longer really a thing. He's still putting out new stuff with it. Plus, he's in mm -hmm. Hysteria, and I don't know how many other bands. I mean, the guy, uh, Trevor William Church, he's the son of Bill Church from, um, I believe he Bill played Montrose. Montrose. I know he played for Sammy uh, Agar solo back in the day. Um, I, I, you, hey, I think Haunt is one of the newer bands that is getting a buzz about them, though. But you're right; it's been all him. Like he owns his own studio and record company, man. Tr a church recordings. Mm -hmm. He does everything himself. Well, you so have to right. anymore because record contracts like anymore are a scam. Oh, you know, bad. they want it's they horrible. want you to pay just to get your record deal now. I know mm -hmm. it's it's really bad. And I think with uh with Trevor, him doing it himself, um, he's a uh, he's cutting out the middleman. Like I buy my stuff directly from him from his band camp. And and I also think that maybe that is gonna be the new model for hard rock and heavy metal that we you know and I think that's what will ultimately 
keep it alive to a certain extent. I don't know if we're ever going to see a band like Haunt headline a stadium, though, guys. And that's what Ralph's mm-hmm. point is. You know, that the, the business has, ha- it has changed. Like the model back in the day, dude, is you had a band that come out with a debut album. They'd go on the road with another band. Within th- within three albums, they're headlining sta- uh, stadiums and sheds. It, it isn't really like that anymore. And then when it is... But that's it because of the off. streaming industry. They, they're not releasing albums anymore. There's several artists, and not just oh. in the rock and metal genre, but in every genre there is. They just release songs it's singles it's mm-hmm. become a single driven industry again like it did in the 50s the 19 yeah the, mm-hmm. well even before that the 40s the 50s I and mean, before rock and roll it was all about singles and what they would do is they take all those singles and then they put them on an album it was really compilations but they didn't call them compilations right then. i mean all of elvis's golden platinum albums most of them were compilations of singles he did yep and then they put because when they went in to record still, a record they weren't recording a record. They were recording a fucking song. But because 45s were the singles of the day, that's why they said they were making a record. Yeah, and and now, yeah, because they're cutting a record is what they call it. Literally cutting a record. And it's still a record. It just wasn't a full-blown Yeah, it wasn't an LP. What's LP stand for? Long player or long play? Long play. Which is funny because EP is extended play, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Right, but, but yeah, I always find that funny. It's like, why is it called extended play? Yeah, <laughs> I I, I have never that. understood that. But but the point that I'm trying to make with all of it is that you know, and even when the Beatles and the Stones, again, they were still releasing singles. I mean, sometimes the Stones and the and the Beatles would release singles for songs that didn't even make an album. They put it later on a compilation, you yeah. know, but they would still make records that to me, that was when it started changing with the British invasion. When you had bands like the stones and the Beatles and those guys literally recording albums yes, and then re- releasing certain songs as singles. Uh, but even then, like I said, you're talking about a band, both those bands would be like, Oh, okay, well we, we just recorded this song while they're working on an album. Let's just throw it out there. That happened a lot with the, the Beatles and the Stones, and, and it did change. I mean, because of those bands, it became more of an album-oriented rock, and, and uh, you know, it yeah. wasn't always about the singles, mm-hmm. especially for a lot of the bands that we love in the 70s. 70s and 80s, even. The singles yes. were released to sell the record. Exactly. And now the singles released to sell the single, and you have to wait six months for them to put another song together. It's, right. it's irritating as fuck to me. I would much rather they just not even let us know they exist. Well, even and then bam, hit me with an album, ten songs like, minimum. Look at prom; they they got a new album coming out, and they've already released two or three songs from the album to just get interest in the album. And you know the hardcore prom guy, but they're again, you want to talk about a band right there? I mean, technically they're a legacy act, but that's a band that's criminally underrated, and that's something we need mm-hmm. to do in the near future. We need to do a two-part episode: one, the most overrated bands in our opinion, and the other one would be the most underrated bands. Ooh, I think they your I think list. your underrated list would be much better than mine. Well, it would be. <laughs> Shut the. Well, hello, Mike. Well, my, Mike, my hello. Would be like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my would just be all over the place because it's like you'd be like including like like seventies bands. I think are underrated. Eighties bands, nineties bands. There's a, be a lot of bands. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like that would have to be a top thirty list for me. I can't. I don't think I'm really able to do like a top ten because I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't leave this band out. Fuck. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
but, but that's another thing too. I I didn't realize that a lot of these new bands too, they're signed to like um like non American labels. So Strong is signed to Steamhammer. Steamhammer's got a couple of new bands that are no I know are American, but they are you know, they're on a non American label. So and that's another thing. A lot of American like the big American labels that we have now, like like uh, I know Atlantic is still around. I know Like Geffen? Oh my so, bad. Geffen, like there's a lot, there's a lot of like American labels that are still around, but they don't sign these new hard rock bands. Like if anything, they sign a pop band, a techno group, or techno person, DJs, mumble rap, mumble rapper. Yeah. yeah, they'll sign those guys. But like if if, if Hard went to Atlanta, they're gonna say, yeah, no, we're not gonna take you. And somebody like Shadow Kingdom, which that's where Haunt was on, you know, for a while, with Shadow Kingdom Records, they'll sign them. <clears throat> So, I think it's a general thing. Like, the music industry in general kind of just owns or just, like, turns them back on hard rock. Because they're like, well, you guys are not doing anything. You know, pop artists aren't doing shit. Or they're making us millions and millions of dollars. Everything, you know. Fucking, this band's not going to do shit for us. Yeah, because they see it's like, you may probably as like, dated shit and everything. Well, I got to say and, this. I got to say this. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And... Even mm-hmm. though Megadeth is my all-time favorite thrash band, let's give it up to Metallica because they just broke fucking uh, uh, Taylor Swift's record, the show they just played in L.A. So God bless mm-hmm. Metallica for at least keeping it in your face. Sure, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, now there's an artist, and I'm not a big fan, but she's someone who's a pop artist, but she actually, I mean, she'll release singles, but she does release full-blown records, Well, that's man. because she and, was and a country artist. Her. That's why a lot of the huh? South... So she was a country artist. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. And that's, that's true. why the Southeast hates her so much is because she turned her back on country and went pop. But for whatever reason, Shania Twain can get you know get away with it. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe she just wanted to try something different, you know? I mean... Who knows? I don't know. I'm. I mean, I don't really. I couldn't even tell you a song that she's saying. I'm. I'm not a fan at all. Me, me neither, dude. Uh, me neither. But, but I posted I a great meme either. of her. I posted a great meme of her the other day. It said uh, Taylor Swift has uh, 500 songs about ex-boyfriends, but zero songs about blowjobs. Let that sink in. <laughs> I love that. I posted, I posted that one on my on my personal page. <laughs> It's true though, man. She really doesn't. She's always talking about. Like, well, you know oh, who you know who's dating her, don't you? No. Apparently, Travis Kelsey. Didn't she perform at the Super Bowl last year? Or was that Rihanna? It was Rihanna, wasn't it? I can't uh, remember. Rihanna anyway, she was at some that. function at Kansas City, and he uh, he got to meet her because you know he's Travis Kelsey, and he uh, put he 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 gave her her number. And they, 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 and she called him, and they've been dating. And and Bildo's mom just made the joke, "Oh great, now we're gonna he's gonna break her heart, and we're gonna have another heart, you know, a heartbreak song from Taylor Swift because Travis Kelsey's gonna plow." <laughs> and I said, "Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, she, that's not an exaggeration. She's broke. She's been with it, been broken up with several fucking dudes over the years. Like I found out recently, she was with the dudes from fucking the 1975." Which they're like a shitty fucking pop rock band. I know they're popular, and I know he he wrote several songs about him. They they did it for like a hot minute. That's, That's funny. Well, I know, uh, I know there was this one. Meanwhile, shit, man, Stevie Nicks model. breaks up with her bandmate and writes a song about it. And makes that fucker play it. 
oh, on stage live. But, but Lindsey Buckingham arranged all their songs for them. <laughs> so think about that. You're having to arrange this song she wrote, and you know it's about you, but you know he did it right back to her. I mean, what do you think you you can go your own way was about, huh? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's fucked up about that band. Same thing was going on with ABBA. They were breaking up. And yeah. Shit. I'm like, how do you fucking? Okay, we're we're not together anymore. I hate your face, but we gotta fucking make this work. Wow. Well, I mean. Well, that's when you have to become a mature adult. Yeah, and sometimes you got to. Adulting mm-hmm. sucks, though, don't it? It does. It does. What, what sucks for all them is like you know they were all, like, drunk and stoned and high on cocaine and shit. So, you know, it, like, got under their skin extra. <laughs> yep. I mean, so, think about it. I mean, Rocket Queen, Guns N' Roses. That whole, yep. where you hear that sex scene in the in the middle end of the song, that's Axl Rose banging Steven Adler's Adler's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That motherfucker has to play that song. There was a a really cool documentary about the, the, you know, the the ladies on the Sunset Strip, because most of them were strippers. And they were taking care of those guys when they were trying to make it. They were providing a service. Yeah, not just sexually, but a lot of them, a lot of these guys were shacking up with them. They were living with them. The women were paying for them to get something to fucking eat. And oh hell yeah! Poison told the story about yeah, yeah, you can come hang out, bring a pizza. Yeah, um, but but the the point is, is you know, he what happened with that is they got in a big old fight because he basically told her, "Well, you're not my girlfriend. What we have is a casual thing," and it pissed her off. And then she goes to the studio, and Axl Rose is there, and he he was wanting to bang his gal, but she wasn't there. So he said, is there any way you'd let me make you immortal? (laughs) Which is fucking great. I mean, Axl can be a douchebag, but, man, that's pretty cool. And he fucked her and recorded it, man, and they put it on the record. So, yeah. And it became a very much an iconic thing on that album. (laughs) He did. I mean, he did. You know, I, I can't I can't take that away from him, man. You know, nor and would I. But, you know, I still too, think a lot of people thought it was like some sample. But that was real thing. Yeah. Well, Sam, I'm sorry. Again, I was getting fucking echoes. So I well, I was just saying one. for a long time, I know some people thought that little thing, Rocket Queen, was like a porn sample. Or I, I sample did. Like a porn movie. I did, not going to lie. I actually found out this piece of information, like, in the last three months. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, holy shit. And this dude came back to do lies? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, we talk shit on Poison, but we find out that, I mean, you know, I mean, what's his face is fucking Ricky Rockin's girlfriend. Atlas. He's off. He's out. He's gone. <laughs> but I guess on the Bryce of the he didn't have to hear that on the song. Because as far as I know, they never played that audio clip live. As far as I know. They never played that little audio clip at live shows when they play Rock Queen. But if they did, oh my god, can you imagine Steven Allen's face for hearing that as he's playing the song? I can't even believe he played the song because you know he heard the studio version. He had the album. Come on. I I listen back to my podcasts and my radio shows. I know that he heard that song. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. And I'm sure you've heard Mike uh, getting molested by Bilbo in the background. He does that on film. 
Oh, good lord. Keep oh, your homoerotic fantasies about me to yourself, dude. I'll never stop. Yeah. You I will you be mine. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can give you material, Nate. Let me know. I can throw enough material that you can come up with dope for Mike so Mike can go. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. I got a lot of homo jokes. <laughs> I can Are we even allowed to do those anymore? I don't know. I don't either. I don't Maybe care. Maybe in private. Maybe in private. I don't know. No, we'll do it publicly. That's why we only get like between 50 and 160 listeners a time. So, <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons. There's several others, I think. But uh, And 20 of those are alternative accounts. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Anywho, um, so... We've heard, you know, we've we've had a pretty good discussion about this, but what is your, I mean, because you're the one who called Ralph up drunk and I know upset, it. pissed off. Um, what's your stance? Do you think Ralph is wrong? Do you think our, our esteemed Dr. Fuck is wrong? I think he is wrong. I think rock is alive and well. I you think, think. You think it's healthy, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay. there's a different business model. And because it's not mainstream popular, mm-hmm. they have to work harder. You know, in the eighties, you were grinding it out on the strip. You know, if you wanted to make it, yeah, you could do your hometown clubs. Cause I was doing that mm-hmm. in the late nineties. I was playing the hometown clubs, but to really make it, you know, in the seventies, it was New York. In the eighties, it was LA. You had to go to LA and you had to play the strip. You know, I know there's, you know, you know there's one even, band that, even in the seventies for some music, you know, you got to remember the Eagles came from California. Yeah. It wasn't rock or heavy metal, but it was, you know, Linda Ronstadt, a lot of bands play, uh, played there, you know? So I, I, I see what you're saying about New York. I mean, New York was kind of the big Mecca, I would say in the seventies for sure. Yeah. Cause all the good hard rock was coming out of New York, man. I mean, come on. Or the East Coast, at the very least. I mean, Aerosmith was from Boston. Boston, but, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you had Kiss, you know, coming out of the city. You had fucking uh, Twisted Sister coming out of Long Island, destroying three states, basically. You know, the the New York scene was where it was. In the 80s, you had to go to L.A. You know, you just had to. And you had to play the strip. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Halen, they never played the fucking strip. They, they played everywhere, but, you know, they, they could do it. But they're, yet they open the door for that. Yeah, you know they're a different fucking animal. <laughs> Van Halen. And think about together. this: on their second album, they were playing arenas. Why? They were playing arenas by their second album. Right. Well, that's, that's because like one that year. Came out, it just blew that everybody album, away. Was the second album. I'm sorry, I, I was kind of talking over you because I couldn't. No, so I was that. just saying, you know, it's crazy to think about. Like you got bands who, very basically, brand spanking new, already playing arenas by their second album. Oh, I know. One year later. Yeah, that's yeah. that's insane. And I think, but I think that tour they did with Black Sabbath helped them immensely. Sabbath brought them to the masses. And not only that, dude, that album blew everybody away when it came out. You yeah. know, and and mm-hmm. on top of that, and then you've got Van Halen or Sabbath taking these young upstarts, you know, on the road with them and expo and everybody that was Sabbath fans was probably like, holy shit. And I know there was a lot of people that probably went there 
already knowing about Van Halen because I even as a kid, dude, I was just a little guy when that album came out, but I remember the buzz. I remember the buzz of, of on Van Halen. You know, I mean, I remember my brother going, "Hey, dude, this is a guitar player, better than Ace Freely." I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Then he played me Eruption, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Then he played me the rest of the record, and I'd never heard it. You know, now, you know, people and shredding, it's natural. It's just become part of the whole. But back then, dude, it was fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, it was new. It was fresh. It was amazing. Just like uh-huh. when I first heard Kill Em All and Show No Mercy. I was like, what the fuck is this? What yeah. is this new sound I have to take in? And am I even, uh-huh. do I even really like it? There's been a lot of bands I reacted that way to. Van Halen, though, I did like immediately. I was like, oh, whoa. Oh, hell yeah. And I think the first Van Halen song I actually ever heard was uh, Jamie's Crying off the debut. So let me ask you this, Bush and Sam. Yeah. So your, you, your, your take, Bushy, is that rock is alive and well, but it's just – that people like Haunt and doing it the way he's doing it. Is, is that's that going to be the – That's the, the business the, the, model the now. business model. And I'm going to raise a source of contention when people say it's dead in the U.S. Because when you have festivals in the U.S., these motherfuckers mm-hmm. are exploding. Even shit festivals like the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I worked with a girl mm-hmm. that went to that damn thing, and she came back saying, "I'll never spend that kind of money again." Oh, it's I hear it's like Woodstock '99 levels of bad. It's it's yeah, place. it's it's bad. They oversold it. You know, they were over capacity, and it, it was just a horrible experience. You know, for people, and they're not being refunded, and they shut it down. You know, and apparently the promoter or whatever is saying it's because it was of the weather, but they had like all the stagehands left. You know, there was Uh not enough security. It was just a horrible experience. But the fact of the matter is these big festivals in the U.S., they sell to capacity. Oh, yeah. Now, everybody, hold on. Let me finish this because... Everywhere okay. across the world, in Europe and Japan and fucking South America, they're like, oh, look at this. Look at all those people at that metal show. Every one of them is a fucking festival. Every you're one right. of them. I want to know what's going on in the bars. I want to know what's going on in the clubs. Now, I know there's a million cover bands that play the classic hard rock stuff. You know, they'll do right. everything from Brown Eyed Girl to, you know, Summer of 69. You know, which is obviously not the hard rock at all, but it's rock and roll. And they'll play Metallica. Right. You know, they'll, they'll do these things. And it is all the legacy acts. But all these bars, all these clubs, when you go in there, unless there's some idiot behind two, uh, two turntables and a computer screen, it's rock and roll being played in these places every time. Unless you're going to a honky-tonk, in which case you're going to have country music being played. Rock and roll is just fucking fine. And I don't care what form you have it in. You just have to look for it. And mm-hmm. if you're like me, you like what you like, and you don't go looking for it because it's too hard. It's too much work. Unless you know it's going to mm-hmm. sound like what you like. So I think Dr. Fuck is absolutely wrong. It's <clears throat> alive and well. It's just not mainstream. Yeah. And the, what is mainstream, it's a lot more poppy than anything else. It's not a hard rock band. It's a rock music that's so, popular that's in the mainstream. 
it's more pop rock or pop punk or something like indie rock alternative rock. That's really what it is. But it's all rock and roll, ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't it still rock and roll? I don't like grunge, but man, it's rock and roll. At minimum, it's rock and roll. Mm I have to mm-hmm. say, how how long is this uh, blue? Ri- how long was it? Like, cause the fucking bands on here is crazy. Oh yeah, dude. My, a friend of mine went to one, and they had like Kitty, it had Chattel's Fall. I know this year it had Vince Neil uh, show. Which well, is hilarious. listen to the lineup. This is the lineup. Now, some of these bands you may like, some you not, and they're all over the place, but they're all hard rock and metal. Slipknot, Pantera, or the Pantera Tribute, Shinedown, Five Finger Death Punch, Limp Biscuit, Evanescence, Till Lindemann, The Voice of Rammstein, Exclusive United States Performance, Stained, yeah. Megadeth, Papa Roach, Lamb of God, Danzig. Ugh. Performing Danzig in its entirety. I'll be sure to uh, to uh, miss that. Jeff Hardy. Hey, get, get down with some Chuck Biscuits. Three Days Grace, Cypress Hill, Chevelle, Piercing the Veil, I Prevail, Parkway Drive, The Used, Baby Metal, Coheed and Cambria, Motionless and White, Beartooth, Highly Suspect, Corey Taylor on his own, as well as with Slipknot, Flyleaf with Lacey Sturm, um, Bad Omens, Florida or Flo, Florida, Flo, Florida. Florida is a rapper. Flo, Flo, uh, Lorna Shore, knock, which I've seen Lorna Shore. I saw them open up for um, uh, uh, Gojira and Mastodon. Not really Fucking my thing, band, but I'll tell you this: the crowd was into him. Part of my problem with it, dude, was the singer just never shuts the fuck up. He sings over the music. Hey, hey, you know, and that band, that's a band that's super popular too. I think they got like they rank up oh, yeah, very high. I'm telling you. See, what was you saying, Sam? I'm sorry. I'm getting feedback. I was just saying, I know that. I mean, I hate, I hate Lawrence. I fucking hate with a passion, but I know they're fucking huge and everything. And then one of the bands you mentioned on that festival lineup, Parkway Drive, I don't know how long they've been around, but I know they're good. Yeah, they have a lot of buzz about them. They're like a, I think yeah, they're I've a heard of them. pop punk band, I think. Not, I know Turnstile's yeah. another one that's pop punk as well. That's, they're getting popular. But they're even saying for some of these bands, like this Flyleaf with Lacey Sturm, original lineup reunion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch of lineup or reunion, reunion, reunion. Dude, what? Um, Cold Chamber there? Yes. Lorna Shore knocked loose. Polyphia or Polyphia. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Three Six Mafia, uh, Black Label Society, Cold Chamber, reunion. Um, Vince Neil. That's the whole reason I wanted to go was Cole Chamber, dude, because I love Cole Chamber. Love him. I I like him too. Me too. Even like his other band. Have you ever heard of Devil Driver? I've heard of. I have not heard a single thing. I was so disgusted that Cole Chamber broke up. It's different than Cole Chamber, but it's heavy, dude. It's almost like what would you classify it, Sam? Well, I mean, well, they have a lot. They throw in like thrash metal. There's moments of like death metal musically. But I also know that you could hear like melodic death metal or something. They're a bit over the place, but I dig them. I, I dig them too. Uh, I'll send them to you. Well, bro. I like Des Fafra. I mean, I always have. Yeah. I love that voice. Oh, dude, it was fucking is, amazing. Vocally, he is fucking vicious on Double Driver. His but I just, I'm that, just warning you, this is different. I, I'm just warning you, it's different from Coal Chamber, dude. Even their second album? Because yeah, their second album was really weird. Chamber music was weird. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Really care yeah chamber music was loved more it. commercial. I loved it. I was uh, I did, I did chamber music, but it's definitely there for the first time. Oh yeah. More I had to go back and, and and revisit it though because it just wasn't what I was expecting. My old band Bipolar another... used to cover uh, Loco. 
Yeah, I love that. Oh, I, used to, I used to play that, that shit. shit. But yeah, Vince Neil, your boy Vince Neil, Bill, uh, uh, Machine Head, Blue October, Death Clock is going to be there. Uh, the Ghost Inside, Sleep Toking, Asking Alexandria. That's another band that my stepdaughter's boyfriend just absolutely loved. Not really my thing, but that's all right, man. Spirit Box, VV. Spirit Box is good. Equals VV. Yeah, they're popular. Billy, Vito, and, oh, VV. VV equals Villy Velo. Oh, him. I've heard of them. Vanilla Ice, Insane Clown Posse, Biohazard, Original Lineup Reunion. See, Vanilla and Ice I would be the Biohazard. shit. But, um, I, I would, I would lose my mind oh, <laughs> for Vanilla Ice. Stop, collaborate, and listen. I see back. You know what's funny invention. about Vanilla Ice? I own, the, I own his new metal album on CD. You guys ever knew about that? He said new metal album. Yeah, I got it. Like I have it, too. too I have it because I got it for CD. It's great. There's a couple songs I didn't mind, but the rest of it, I was like, what the hell did I just listen to? Ice Ice Baby, new metal style is fucking awesome. I don't care. I, I, uh, I right. laugh at that. That's the he was a poser as a rap, and he's poser in his mouth. He didn't now. pose as a rapper. He was good. He was. That he was. was... Oh, give me a break. Shut up. It was no different than fucking can't touch this. Yeah, that's now, now, cool. now, now that was awesome. Him going, now we got to put in the clip and going like, you see, their song, Queen song goes, and my goes, and my yeah, come on. Yeah, he had that one extra note. <laughs> <laughs> one extra note. <laughs> one. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you let me, I told you Biohazard original lineup reunion, which would be awesome. Oh, that's, that's sick. Testament, Tech love Nine. Them. He's a very popular rapper. I know the kids are crazy about him. Yeah. Job for yep. a Cowboy, Cavalera. Dude, I heard some Job for a Cowboy today on Liquid Metal. They're fucking good, too. Yeah, they're rare. You want to talk about heavy, man. They're yeah, they're heavy. good. I, oh, I've yeah. got some of their stuff, too. Um, get this, man. Cavalera Conspiracy performing a special Sepultura set. Oh, wow. Suicidal Tendencies. Scott Stapp, the voice of Creed. Yes. Gen Have you ever heard of this band? I, now, my ex, Sarah, she was really into them. Ginger with the J. Yep. J-I, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be there. Yeah, that's a, that has a chick singer. Now, are you looking at next year's lineup? Because these it guys had a disaster. Wow. It says 2023. I don't know. Ginger, Scott Stapp, Avatar, The Amity, Affliction, Sleeping with Sirens, Blackstone Cherry, Of Mice and Men, Slaughter to Prevail, Our Last Fuck. Night, Stephen Piercy, The Voice of Rat, Bless the Fall, um, Electric Cowboy, Oliver Anthony. Oh, I like that guy, man. Have I do, too. Yeah, stuff? he played. He's Dude. fucking great, man. And, it, that's, and that's proof positive. You get yourself a good mic and sing mm -hmm. from the fucking heart and about he does, shit you man. believe in, yep. and you will break Billboard yep. records. The first person ever to go to number one, having never been on the Billboard charts ever, complete obscurity, this number guy? one, knocked off Taylor Swift. Thank, thank you, oh, America. Really? Oliver, Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony did that, huh? Yeah, it's not his I, name. I his name is actually Chris. Oh. He he does his music under Oliver Anthony Music. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's actually a title. Oh, um, okay. It's dedicated to his grandfather. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I, I've watched a few of his videos. My big brother turned me on to him, and I like him. I think he's Dude, really cool. It's so good. It's we also so have good. the Black Dahlia murder, Exodus. Overkill, Soldier Boy, Project Pat, Finger Eleven, Taproot, Death Angel. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd go just for those bands. Well, 
and I'm talking the the, the thrash stuff. Yeah. Johnny Full, Trust Company, Memphis May Fire, I See Stars, Crown the Empire, Day Seekers, Senses Fail, Stabbing Westward, uh, Ten Years Cold, The Color Morale, Nonpoint CKY, The Acacia Strain. I've seen them a few times. They're really heavy. Fuck, are they heavy? After the Burial Era, Chelsea Grin, Immure. First show in four years. North Lane, Bury Tomorrow, Escape the Fate. It just goes on and on and on and on and on, man. This is insane. Yeah. Is this I know. one or is this over the years? I don't know. It says 2023 lineup, but Stitched Up Heart saw them open for um oh, it was uh uh, you know, fuck. Steel Panther, I believe. Nice. And they're and they got a really? singer. They're they're pretty good, man. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of it's it's very melodic, but it is they are heavy. I mean, dude, it just goes on and on stuff. and on. Yeah, and but that's that's what I'm saying. When you when you look at these festivals that are held in the U.S., they're always sold out. They're always to capacity, and it spans the gamut of hard rock and heavy metal. And you're going to tell me it's fucking dead? Why? Because it's not on the radio? Well, look, that sucks for me too because I grew up in the '80s. When your top 40 radio station had like at least four to five, sometimes even six heavy metal songs in an hour. Oh, <clears throat> oh you know what? It says your 2023 fan-driven lineup, but then when I look at the tickets, the only ones that are available is 2024. But September 7th through 10th, now with the lowest tickets and camping prices of any four-day rock festival in America. Huh. I never even heard of this, man. The Blue Ridge Rock Festival? Yeah, it's been going on for a few years, and it's been a shit show every year. Has, have they made a lot of money off of it, though? You're saying it's successful, though, right? I'm saying that it sells out. But Health department issues, violations at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all over the fucking... Yeah. Yeah, and there's, a, there's already a Facebook group about that. About yeah, I'm the, part of that group. About, yeah. Yeah, they they've been doing that. Well, I've been hearing about. There was a cancellation of how many days is it? Three or four. Fuck. Yeah, and it's like they don't finish. Like this time, there was a storm, but the problem was there wasn't enough security to handle the crowd. You know, they have ridiculous rules. Like, I was told about a group of people that were camping on a hill. They had to set up their tent where it was like a. Man, 45, 55 degree angle. You know, so they're basically almost sleeping, standing up. I just heard it was just really poorly done. And if you go to that Facebook group, boy, there's there's a lot of complaints. And it's the only festival that has a negative review page. Is it it is it been a negative experience every year people have went, or is this just the first time? Yeah, you'll see people see you'll see Chris Sinzak post every year. About this thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. And mm-hmm. he do, he doesn't even go. I don't go. I mean, it's not that far away. Five hours, maybe. Yeah, I've had friends that tell me about it. They're like, that say, like, man, I've heard so much shit. Like, I, like a friend of mine named Joseph Stop. Yeah. He's like right. He's like he's like close to it. I think. But he says like he he's like I never go to it because I've heard so many bad shit about it. Yeah. And they'll have like he said like you'll have these cool bands there, but. It's not enough for me to go, like, I got to see him at this festival. He's like, I just don't do it because I've heard so much bad shit. And it shows because the group, that Facebook group for it, kind of like got thousands and thousands of people on it. Yeah. It, All it, just talking it, 
fast about but it. But it sells out, and they're already selling for next year. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. But the and, point and, is, and these festivals with these hard rock and metal bands, they <laughs> sell the fuck out. And think about this. Think about all the different eras. That you got, like, metal bands, rock bands from the 2000s, some from the 90s, some from the 80s. Like, what? You got Vince Steele and Stephen Piercy, but you also got Cold Chamber. You got fucking... Um, you know, Ginger, which that's 2000, 2010s, I think. It's, it's a variety of different hard rock mm-hmm. and metal bands. I mean, it really is. Oh, yeah. So I think it's arrogant to say that rock is dead in general. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, it definitely is back in the underground. But that's know, what I'm saying. Because I think it's dormant. I, think I don't it's think dormant. it's dormant at all. I think it's oh, thriving. I to, 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 to the public consciousness in America, Bushy, very much so. To no us, way. Otherwise, not. these damn festivals wouldn't sell out. Uh, and also, I think in the internet you're, age, too, it, it, you're it's still alive. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Age. What, Sam? I, said, I think in the internet age, online, when it comes to the internet, I think it's alive and well on the right. internet because of Bandcamp and also independent labels and stuff like that. In the day and age well, of YouTube, you got these bands getting ranking up millions of views or like over ten million views, you know, like especially well, like like I said, like Warner Shores got like a, like millions of views and they're like a death band. They got a lot Main of buzz to them. Like I'm telling you, man, popcorn. there was some people mm-hmm. that that were there rocking out to him, and they were there just as much for them as they were Gojira. They don't get me wrong; they loved their Mastodon and Gojira, but they were all about Lorna Shore, man. I was looking around, going, "Wow, these guys are getting a mm-hmm. really positive reaction," you know. Um, look, and I'm sure getting a band like that to open definitely helped their attendance very much so because that's a band that's popular. Oh, dude, the, the place was packed. But buzz. the factory is a theater. It's not a fucking. It's not a shed. It's not. It's not an amphitheater. It's not a stadium. It's not. Mm-hmm. Now, I, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful venue. I love the factory. It's not a basketball it's, stadium or not basketball. Right. Arena. It's not. <clears throat> it's not even. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, so I don't think... Like, would probably do well even if it didn't have more short opening. I think where Ralph well, I'm sure is it didn't hurt. is the, what, like he keeps saying, mention one band that's been around for the last five years. It's fairly new. <clears throat> that's like fucking, and they're not. They're not. You have to work harder. And that's what I mean when I say mm-hmm. it's dormant. When I say it's dormant, I mean the public consciousness don't really know anything about it. Metal, to a certain extent, has always been that way. It's the fans. It's us mm-hmm. that keep it alive, okay? It's the music lovers that keep it alive. It's not mm-hmm. – It's not. I mean, because – okay, granted. But I also know there's a fucking metal festival in California that didn't sell as many tickets as they were hoping, that didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, you can't sit there and go – I mean, I don't know. Okay, maybe this one's doing great. Good for them. I gotta admit, that's a hell of a man. That's a mega lineup, man. Even though there's bands in there that I could give zero shits about, I was still kind of like, wow. But they had enough bands in there where I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm all about that, you know. So, I mean, I I I think maybe we're all. I think maybe Doctor Fuck is right, but so so are you in a way, Bushy. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't I think do. it's that. I don't think it's black and white. It's not a black and white or cut and dried issue. This is something that um, I understand where Ralph is coming from. I get it. I do. I'm. Mean, he's got some valid points. Sure. But I also think you made some valid points. I think we all did, man. I mean, like we said, we got Bandcamp. We got 
and, and doing what we do at that metal station.com. YouTube, Spotify, streaming services, you've got all the stuff and everything. But that is part of the problem, though. These artists, though, mm -hmm. they're not getting paid a lot of yeah, money. I mean, I, mean, it, I think the it, only people that aren't fucking them over well. is Bandcamp. But you go. You also yeah. have people like Brian Slagle with Metal Blade, and 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 the guy who was running Rogue Runner Records, and now is running Nuclear Blast. Those those labels are not just surviving; they're thriving because they're catering to that audience. There is an audience for this music, and yes. I believe there always will be. Yes. So yes. how can it be dead if there's an audience? But it's not. It's not in the. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know if metal will ever be in the popular conscious of what it was in the heyday of the eighties. No. I think that's what yeah. Ralph is saying. We need now, another uh, metal Ralph. health for sure. Well, and I do mm -hmm. think eventually it will happen. It, it look. It's cyclical. Look at what happened with. Uh, okay, man. You had punk rock come along. All of a sudden, metal's dead, man. Metal's dead. It's just dead. Sabbath are breaking up, man. Kiss are fucking a mess. This is going on. That's yeah, going but punk on. wasn't I being think, played on the radio. But dude, uh, over right. I think, but it was. But that was just, underground. No, but that, that's America. Underground. In Europe, it was punk. In America, it was disco that was fucking killing the rock. Yeah. Okay. And that's a fact, you know. Oh yeah. That that's not opinion. That's a fact. And what happened though? Metal reinvents itself, and you get the new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. metal's answer to punk. Okay, which then eventually opened the doors up for thrash metal and more extreme stuff. Not just the new wave of British heavy metal. I like to kind of expand on that and say there was a new wave of European metal because you had bands like Merciful Fate, who, in my opinion, may not have sold as many records as Iron Maiden, but if you want to talk about influence. Fuck, dude. Merciful Fate was very influential. All the thrash metal band guys loved them. The death metal, everybody, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? So, you know, and then thrash, and then you got death metal, and then, you know, all these other, I mean, it just splintered into about a billion different subgenres and categories. Oh, yeah, but, for real. But so then what happened, man? You had the glam metal thing going, and then it, well, devolved, in my opinion, to hair metal. And it got to be more about the look than the music. And, and, and the law, at the end of the day, it did hurt. It hurt. I mean, look at even Motley Crue was struggling after a while when you had the whole grunge thing happen. And once mm -hmm. again, you had the mainstream. You had. You had the, you know, your Rolling Stones and everybody just doing their fucking best to kill metal. Even MTV was all about it, man. And what happens? Yep. Boom, new metal comes along. You see what I'm saying? And whether you like it or not, folks, it, I mean, I know a lot of you metalheads hate that shit. Some of it I did. I don't some of it metal. But but yeah, I love it. Doesn't it. matter. It it and Me that's too. fine, Bushy. But my point that I'm trying to make is it forced metal to reinvent itself, and that was mm -hmm. new metal was metal's answer to fucking grunge. Period. I don't care what anybody says. I was there. I remember, and not all of it was bad. Just like not all of any, you know, like some people want to hate on metalcore. Hey, there's some metalcore bands I like. There's some mm -hmm. deathcore bands I like. There's, you know, and I, and I've gotten to where I'm really getting into melodic death metal more and more as I get older. So, I, I don't think it's dying per se because I think for one thing, in Europe they're going to be fine. South America and Europe, they do great over there. Even Japan <clears throat> and India. Oh yeah. India, I mean, they're they're, they're world leader. Their president is a fucking metalhead. So, I don't. Oh think yeah, there's there's running. a metal, there's a rock and metal fest in India. That happens every year. 
yeah, there's a, a festival. A yeah, friend, well, I, 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 I'm sure. Yeah. Now. But they have a big rock and metal fest over there, and it's successful. Yeah. You know, and there's even rock and metal bands that come out of India. You know, there's oh, one sure. Called, I've listened. I've, I've played some Gizzi of them Evil. on my show, and they're badass. There's mm-hmm. a fucking Indian um, Hindu uh, Indian uh, thrash metal band. I can't remember their name. I'm drawing a blank now, but they're fucking great, and I've played them on my well, show. Well, I know I, I sent to... you one called Against Evil that's pretty good, and there's another one I sent you as well. I forget yeah, the name of them. Yeah, well. there's some there, there's some great. Um, I can't remember. They were a thrash metal band. I'm gonna have to go through my music files and look for them, but they were really cool too, man. Um, so yeah, I I think that maybe we're all right and we're all wrong in a way, if that makes any sense. I don't want to bitch that out about that on it, but I think that. Sense. That it's different. I mean, it's just like you said, it's just different now. The model, the business model. Like, you know, and, and D. Snyder pointed that out to Gene Simmons years ago. If you remember when Gene did his whole Rock is Dead, D flat out said, Yeah, the business model of what we did for our careers is dead. Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. Gene. But guess what? It's not dead totally. It's just different. It's just. And really, he just said the music industry has nobody to blame but themselves because of their greed. Because he yep. said that once they set up the infrastructure for CDs, you know, at first they had to charge extra because they're setting up the infrastructure. But once they did, they never dropped the prices of the albums. Yeah. CDs were still <clears throat> what? 16, 20 bucks a piece, yep. usually 20 bucks, right? Where a record was seven or eight dollars. So. You know, like he said, did they did they drop the prices down? You know, once they had this infrastructure, no, they kept no, fucking. No, you had to go to the fucking cutout, man. The fucking consumer, and they kept fucking the artist, man, and mm-hmm. and they're still doing it. You know, so I think maybe Trevor William Church from Haunt, you know, great band by the way. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, maybe he's doing it the right way, and and I think with Bandcamp, I think Bandcamp is the one company that does have noble intentions because they even give the artists like on Friday you can order all their music or any of their music from them, and the band gets a hundred percent of the profits. Yes, and I love that. Else mm-hmm. is doing that. Me too. Streaming right now, and I even though I use it sometimes, sometimes I use it myself. Amazon Music. Fucking Spotify. Uh, what's the other one? Um, iTunes, Google and, Play. Pandora. They are fucking Pandora. these artists in the ass. In the ass, man. There's no doubt about it. They're getting like There's even one called checks. the HD track. Yeah, they're, I mean, dude, they're getting track. fucking checks. They're getting checks for fucking $1.50 for fucking like I don't know how many plays. A bunch of them. That ain't right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like some people like I pay for my Amazon music, so I don't want to hear it. Like, you know, they, they they need to give the artist a bigger slice of the pie for sure. Oh, yeah. And and I had a conversation about this, about Spotify with my mother, because she was talking about how like Metallica, Taylor Swift and everything, you know, because she writes something about you know Spotify not paying artists. Like, why do you why do these people think like they need to? Get paid more. Do you think Taylor Swift needs more money? I kind of doubt that. I'm Metallica. I'm like, well, Ma, you know, they're talking. People are not talking about just the big bands. Like those big bands ain't hurt. Metallica ain't hurt on Spotify. Taylor Swift ain't hurting. Foo Fighters ain't hurting. But it's the lower bands, like your Prong, your Crowbar, your Clutch, like these bands that get like several listens and streams on Spotify. They ain't getting paid shit. Like Paul's playing clubs. They probably ain't making decent money from playing clubs, you know? 
but there's the Spotify's making a lot of money on, on Snapchat Spinning Snapchat Next. You know, I'm sure every time that song gets streamed or something, gets put on like that. Yeah, Spotify's not hurting at all, but even smaller than Prong. I mean, you have these other bands mm-hmm. that are putting their music out on Spotify. Yeah, like the new bands, like a Night Team and Haunt, Ruby the Hatchet, Unclass and the Deadbeat, Lucifer. Um, Mike, help me out here. There's a bunch of bands I know you love that I love as well. Um, uh, oh, um, on Bandcamp, you mean? New, or? No, I mean like new, newer bands. Newer bands that I know we both are fans of. I'm trying to think about them here. Oh, shit. Because I'm blanking on some. There's some I, I, I was going to mention. I was like, why the, I, my brain just stopped. Uh, but you oh, know what I mean. Like, there's man. a bunch of new bands. A bunch of them. Well, I mean, love. okay, let's go by the fucking categories. I know some people get pissed about this, but fuck them. Um, I mean, look at doom metal. Look at all the doom metal bands out there. Acid Mammoth. Yep. Beast Maker. Bloody Hammers. Now, they're kind of getting a buzz. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. Fucking, and they're on Napalm uh, Records. Huh? Chris I said Bloody Hammers on Napalm. They're on Napalm. Yeah, so Napalm that, Records. That's a big label. Yeah, Nathan Murphy, for the most part. Dr. Colossus, a band you turned me on to. Devil Electric, uh, Electric Wizard. I think you turned – no, maybe – no, that was Bill, I think. Um, Lord Mountain, Lucifer, we mentioned them earlier. Um, yeah, there's some Mountain Witch and fucking, you know, Silver Tomb's fantastic. Now, to be fair, though, Silver Tomb is a bunch of dudes from Typo Negative and a couple other bands that got together. Yeah, and, and, and man, they're good, though. They watch us from the moon. Witch Mountain. I mean, fuck, dude. And that's just yeah, uh, right here. I'm looking at my uh, I'm looking at my new rock movie from Horror Folder. I got like Against Evil, Ambush. That's another one I like a lot. There's um of course you mentioned Burning Witches multiple times. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, who was a cool singer, hot as hell, but great singer. Eternal Champion is cool as shit. Evil Invaders, Enforcer. Um, there's a band I like a lot called Lord Fist. It's kind of Motorhead S. Uh, a band I know you and Bill like, Mike, called the uh, Hearts and Hand Grenades. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I dig them. I, there's another band, uh, they've been around for a minute called Must. I think they're called Mustache. I think I'm not pronouncing it. It looks like it says Mustache. I don't know. But it's, a, it's a weird band, but I dig them. Like, um, Rival yeah. Sons. Oh, yeah, Wolf. dude. I mean, look at here. I'm looking at right here. It goes on and on and on. Look, 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 Dead Now. Fucking killer. Dead Spirit Communion. Dead awesome. Now. Dope Lord. Drug Cult. Electric Citizen. I mean, these are all bands. Uh, Lopan. Now, There's I another also... band I like a lot. I... Howling yeah. Giant, which has the, the, the original bass player from Except Sun in it. Mammoth mm-hmm. Man. And they got a buzz, too. Band. Yeah, they so... Yeah. Some now, some of these bands have been around for a little while, like Monolord. They're, they're fucking killer. They've been around since 2014, so it's not the five-year mark, but there is some great, great stuff out there, man. Well, that's yeah. the point and that also, I was I trying to make, is that mm-hmm. how can you say something's dead when there's so much of it out there? It's just... Yeah. We got spoiled in the 80s, especially in the 80s. But stop. Well, and I do yeah, want to no, mention I, too. I agree with that, but I disagree with that because here's the thing: 
I would have fucking jizzed back in the 80s if we'd have had the internet. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, dude, like, for real. For real. I mean, come on, man. Like, <clears throat> it's so easy now. So, you want, and, all right, man, gonna go off on a fucking meltdown, but you fucking, y'all love it anyway. What the thing that right. grinds me the gears the most is when I go somewhere and I'm wearing, say, a Death Angel shirt or an Overkill shirt or somebody's been around for a while or even a newer band. For one thing, if it's a newer band, well, who's that? And that looks kind of cool, but what are they? And 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 But the one that pisses me off is the ones that are like Death Angel fans or Overkill fans but have no fucking clue what they're doing now. Now, look, I know some of y'all get busy. You're not a bachelorific guy like on uh, Metal Mike here, so I get that. But my God, man. It's so fucking easy. Like, if you want to know what one of your favorite bands that you used to listen to back in the 80s or 90s is doing, all you got to do is Google it, baby. It's that fucking easy. Go to fucking YouTube and you will find, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll wear like a Death Angel shirt and all they know is the original three albums. Like, Like, guys, the last four or five albums have been fucking amazing. You are missing out. Yes, and thank you, by the way, Metal Mike. I'm like, dude, just Google it. Fucking Google it. It's so goddamn easy now. Oh, uh, you know, um, you know, I've got kids and, and wife. Okay, you know how it is. Well, no, I don't because I'm not – I don't have wife and kids. I don't have that particular problem. Sorry about your bad luck. That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, which I don't mean. <laughs> Sorry, that no, deserves some applause. Uh, number love two, <laughs> even if you are like you, Bushy, you got a kid, but it's not that hard. Fucking Google it, man. It takes fucking, you know, I'm not saying you got to do it every day or every night, but I think once a week, all of us should get out there and fucking go at least on YouTube and just type in new metal that I mean, that's how I discovered a lot of the new wave of thrash metal bands that like that's how I discovered Terrifier. That's how I discovered fucking thrash or die. Yeah, type in new thrash metal bands. Boom! Yeah. A shitload of stuff came up. Mm-hmm. New so, hard rock bands, new doom metal bands, new alternative rock bands. You can find all that stuff just by Googling it, going on YouTube searches, all that stuff. But that's what that I'm saying, easily. dude. How can you consciously say it's dead just because, well, you know, they're playing theaters and clubs? It's like, well, isn't that what it was about? Mm-hmm. I mean, and all, all the, the bands we the love. Their best shows were in the clubs. I don't care what you say. All the bands we love, every fucking one, their best shows were in the clubs. I'm here to tell you, Bushy, you are absolutely right, man. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, can I be honest with you? I don't really like big stadium shows. I do. I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. But could you imagine seeing Kiss in 1973 to 74? 74 before they were out on the road pl- even you know, when they pl- were fucking touring uh fucking uh dressed to kill are you fucking kidding me and, yes, and in a dude, club doing what it. they do are you fucking kidding me and i will love searching the winterland show that they have on yeah. oh, the winterland ballroom show is amazing yeah I, I own that oh my god i love it the first history set was the best I really want the second one because it concentrates on the 80s so much, and I do love that version of the band. But I watched the third disc. Not, I, I don't care. I don't care. Right. Um, yeah, the 70s, another, another 70s is definitely I, best. Another mm-hmm. couple of bands I was going to mention is there's one called Stoner, and they have that Umilots. Uh, oh, is that what they call it? Umilots over the... Oh, the the Umilots. Like, um, umlauts. Motorhead. Umilots? Yeah. Okay. Umilots. Um, and, and they... Um, 
they're from Poland and they're really cool. They're like a stoner rock, stoner metal band. Another one is called Stoned Nomads. And then there's another one from my neck of the woods, and I need to play them more. It's called Space Trucker, and they're fucking cool as fuck. Nice. So, yeah, there's some good <laughs> stuff out there, man. You just got to – And, and, and I want to mention this real quick too about like – you know, about, about rockets. Just think about this for a second, guys. Think about – look at the period from like I would say – I want to say maybe from 2000 all the way up to maybe 2009, maybe 2010 – Look at the bands that were coming out that were huge, that get played on radio a lot. They got like hundreds something million views on YouTube. Like, you're like, there was this movement called the, I think they called the Garage Rock Revival, where it was bands like oh, yeah. Wolf Mother, uh, The White well, Stripes, the, Red Stri- the White Stripes was a big part of that. Mm hmm. But, but these bands were getting heavily played on radio. And I remember, like, I can't remember if it was you I told this to or somebody else that. The Queens of the Stone Age, they were playing fucking arena. So in the 2000s, you got these rock bands like Queens of the Stone Age, White Stripes, Wolf Mother, you know, whoever, that were pretty much were hard rock bands, you know, pretty much playing fucking arenas and getting played all over on fucking radio. Although in the 2000s, all up to like maybe like 2009 and 10, was probably the last time you saw rock was being, was being heavily championed on radio and played alongside, you know, with pop artists. Up. You know, like I, I mean, I remember the 2000s, you know, vaguely for the most part, you know, as a little kid. But I mean, I remember hearing Queens of the Stone Age being played along with like Linkin Park and Britney Spears and yeah. Jay Z. Yeah. I remember that. You know, hell, Linkin Park, that's another thing I know Mike doesn't care for. They, that's a band from like, two, like the 2000s. You know, and they were, they were fucking they play fucking arena. Monsters. Oh, they were huge. They were monsters. They were huge. Mm-hmm. And I can't mm-hmm. lie, I like a lot of that shit. I, I do. I li- hey. But I like the rap blend with the metal. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like that shit, too. I like a lot of those, like, the new metal. I like a lot of new metal. Fuck yeah. I, mean, I make no hiding about that. You know, I it's can't, good stuff. I can't lie to you. I can't pretend. Dude, I can't like it. I love a lot of new metal. But both popular new metal bands and like mid-ground metal, new metal bands that nobody really knows about that I love. Like, especially in that 2000s period, like like there's a band called Full Devil Jacket. Love Full Devil Jacket. I love them. I fucking love That's a great, I love that band. That, that's, so they had a song on the, the Hidden Metal 2000 soundtrack called Gray Iron Fist. Fucking slamming. Yes. I fucking love that shit. You know, and of course, I bet you the Cold Chamber. I like Cold Chamber, Seven Dust, a bunch of fucking bands. I love them all. You know, even the 2000s, you know, the, the, the new wave of American metal. I love a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Bands. Like your Shadows Falls, your Lamb of God, Unearth, Devil Driver. Uh, fuck. Even, even though they weren't, I mean, they were kind of part of it in the sense of Machine Head was part of that as well. Well, I, would, I would consider Lamb of God to be part of that. Machine Head, uh, yeah. even Life of Agony, Gage, um, Pantera, obviously, Prong, uh, Slipknot. Mm-hmm. I know they get considered new metal, but I've never considered Soulful or I, uh, Slipknot a new metal band. It's because of the turntables. Maybe so, yeah. but that's yeah. Trivium, I mean, Bullet for My Valentine. Trivium's you know, amazing. Oh, um, I still, love uh, that. 
I used uh, to not Soul care for Fly. that, but now I like it I consider lot. them part of the new wave of American hard rock and metal, even though it's Max Cavalera. By this point, he's living in Phoenix, Arizona, baby, and almost all the musicians were people born in American America, so I consider them. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, some great stuff, some great stuff. But even mm-hmm. today, if you take those legacy acts out, there is music you can find that is brand new. Brand fucking new. Now, me, you know, I, I started listening mm-hmm. to Liquid Metal because as I'm getting older, I'm starting to like the aggressive, growly stuff a little bit more. You know, I, I can admit that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff out there that'll just come across my YouTube feed just based on selections I'm making, you know. And, dude, it's out there. You just got to look for it. Let's not say it's dead. Maybe right. the record companies... And the promoters the industry as a it. whole, when it comes to hard rock, is yeah, it's kind of dead because the music industry turned its back on it. Sure, and, 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 I, and I'll stipulate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people doing it independently, and they're doing it really well. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there, right? Right. But there's right. there's a lot of people that well, are out okay. there and they're doing it well. <laughs> it's alive and well. Why don't we end mm-hmm. it with this? And this kind of might even settle the argument a bit. Sam Dunn and Scott McFadden did that documentary, of Metal, A Headbanger's Journey, which is fucking amazing. Yes, and it I is. highly recommend yep. it. And yep. then That's that the Canadian guy, series. right? Yes. Okay. And then it spawned the series, Metal Evolution, which is also fantastic. The one he subgenre he didn't get to do was Extreme Metal because VH1 was like, ah, no, VH1 Classic, really. But what happened is they did a crowdfunding to where he finally got to do that episode, too, that you can watch on YouTube for free. Nice. He has his own YouTube channel called Boehner TV, which gets I don't know how many subscribers, how many views. It's a fucking I'm lot. I'm subbed to that. Yeah, me too. I'm sub to it too. Now, I will say this. I think, again, though, people have to realize with, with YouTube, it's worldwide. It ain't just America. There's people all over the world clicking on that shit. So on that as a whole, yeah. And, and Ralph did say he's talking about America. He's not talking about sure. – and I do think he's right. Metal is obviously much more popular abroad than it is here. But I would argue that's always been the case to a certain extent. I don't he's think it is. Her. I think it's just all they have is festivals over there. No, I think you're wrong, dude. They, they, they even said that – okay, when – okay – I've talked to a lot of these guys. When they when I see them, they play in small clubs, and sometimes the turning ain't that great, Bushy, especially on a weekday. You know what they tell me, though? In Europe, they're fucking there, and the place is packed. Europeans are so appreciative, especially when it's bands from America coming all the way over there to see them, that they will fucking pack that place. It's like those guys can do no wrong. Another thing about the European attitude is when you go to Vakken, you'll see a band like Journey share the same fucking band, uh, bill with a band like Goldberg. Or orbit culture, yeah. Because the Europeans or Twisted Sister, they don't do in America. It's like, oh, you're yesterday's news. You're 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 up. You know, you're fucking. Yeah, you were a big deal when you did. We're not going to take it, but they don't give a fuck. Okay, over there, mm-hmm. they still revere D. Snyder and Twisted Sister, and that is a difference, man. So you can't tell me it's the same here than it is over there, because in here in this country, as much as I love my country, I have a bunch of mouth breathing <clears throat> fucking morons walking around there wouldn't know good music if it fucking slapped them in their fucking ear hole okay so yeah mm-hmm. there is a difference dude i do so in some ways i think you're right yes i do agree with a lot of what you're saying but i also agree with ralph and ian too 
because there are just some people that just walk around just and also I know people personally that just they don't give a fuck about music it's disposable to them right like, there was a guy, uh-huh. he, he didn't believe me when I told him that Iron Maiden is probably just as popular as Metallica. He was like, really? Re-? I'm like, yeah, really, dude. They fly their own goddamn jet all over the world. They're fucking huge, man. Especially yeah, I, I, I think Maiden's bigger than Metallica. I, saw, I, I think you're wrong there. I don't think they're bigger than Metallica, dude. But I think they give them a run for their money because I'm telling you right now, when I seen them at Riverport, the amphitheater here in St. Louis, the place was packed, dude. And they had Ghost open them for them on that show, but... There was a lot of made this got a lot of fans. Don't 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 get it twisted, man. I'm not saying like Metallica's ahead of them by a huge margin, but I do think Metallica's the bigger band, dude. They've just sold more records. Metallica sold is okay, the, the two believe it or not, unless things have changed, the two bands are artists that have sold more records than anybody uh in the last I don't know how many years is Metallica. The other one shocked me. Dave fucking Matthews band, and I'm not a fan at all. But that's so amazing that he's that fucking huge. I know because I don't get it. I, I'm he's like, got, I never really cared for him. Nor he was everywhere him. back in the day, dude. Oh, I'm my sure ex girlfriend loves him, loved him, and we went to go see him because you know I tried to be a good boyfriend. And we're sitting in the lawn, and they had lawn chairs. I literally fell asleep. Wow. There's only like two or three songs of his that I actually think, okay, not a bad tune. I'm not a fan. Never have been. Don't is he get like a it. country Don't artist? I, I've it. always, I never, I think I've heard his shit. Is he like a country artist, blues artist? What the fuck is he? Exactly. I don't know. He's just weird. He's kind of jam bandy. Over. He sounds yeah, like jam- Genesis. He sounds like, like Dead. Him. He sounds like. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay. It bores me. Because I remember seeing Warren Haynes and Gilmer Mule play with them. So, okay, that, that makes sense if he's like a jam band kind of guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not big on it. I'm not going to lie. I dug Dave Matthews. I've got a, uh, uh, it's a Greatest Hits video DVD. <laughs> you know, it's, like it's fucking said, amazing. Good I stuff. Like. I like You and Me. I like Satellite. There's a couple of tunes I like, but a lot of it, I'm just like. Trippin' Daisies fucking, is amazing. Or Trippin' Billy. Yeah, I, I can't name a song. But I think I've heard one song, but that was about it. I can't even I, tell you I know I've I, heard a song. You got to check out Trippin' Billies. I'm telling you, that's a good song. And maybe well, I, I, know, I probably like have, dude. My girlfriend used to play their like, fucking so. music all the time, dude. I'm not that big on him. He's yeah, okay. It's just jam bandy is all it is. But, but I will say this. The man's successful. Yeah. The place was fucking mm-hmm. packed. It could still be so, considered rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely rock music. Yeah, he's definitely got, you know, but my point that I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, it's just is but Metallica is, in my opinion, they are the bigger band than Maiden. Not saying Maiden ain't huge, man, because good God, especially abroad, people just go crazy for them guys still. I don't personally get it. Maiden hadn't done anything that's rocked me out in a long time, man. Mm hmm. But they have a, they still have a demand, you know. They still got a demand. Oh, fuck, oh dude, you know, they're, huge. Mm-hmm. they're huge. Like I saw them, I saw them at an arena, like a basketball arena, and they, it was pretty packed. They were I know, awesome. dude. I'm telling you, they're still a big deal, <clears throat> even here in America. They're huge in Europe and South America now, and everywhere else. Now, though. I also want to think about. I also want to bring this up because it just came across my mind: is that you have 
you know, not just with radio that doesn't play rock anymore. They stick mainstream radio. But you live, we, I'm, I'm speaking for myself here. We have, we live in a day and age now where you have like rock and metal stations in video games. There's rock and metal songs yes. on like racing games, war Grand games, theft. like, mm-hmm, yeah, Grand Theft Auto, Saints Row, Need for Speed, NASCAR. You hear like rock and metal songs on there on those type of games, and you hear like, um, metal songs in like Call of Duty. Yeah. There's like metalcore songs <laughs> and like Call of Duty Zombies or something. You know? And they, yeah, that's the right. thing too that I saw like someone like Ralph, who obviously I'm like, how he's ever played a video game in his life. No disrespect. I love you, Ralph. But I'm nah, pretty sure you probably got it. No, he he strikes know, me as a pinball kind of guy. Yeah. But I mean, that you got to really think about this too. This is the thing with discussion is rock that you got to really broaden your spectrum and really think about this stuff because rock is not really dead nope. and especially in different types of media I hear rock music in a lot of trailers for movies TV shows, video games sporting events <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Oh, going back to the white fish there's, a, there's probably never a sporting event where you don't hear Seven Nation Army I'm pretty sure that gets played like every fucking wear sporting event you know same oh, thing yeah. with Metallica. Metallica gets played a lot of sporting events. Pantera gets played a lot of sporting events. Ozzy. Uh, uh, Ozzy. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. yeah, admittedly, they're all legacy ags. And that's mm-hmm. part of what Ralph's argument is. Is I mean, he's even saying like bands like somebody will throw Ghost. Or, he's like, but those bands have been around for well over a decade. His point is... Name a band that's come out in the last five years. He's kind of got a point, guys. You what he says is, I, I heard not... that rant. Name a band that's come out in the last five years that's achieved this kind of success. So he's basing it on some popularity thing and fucking uh, what's the radio play because people aren't, you know, people are lazy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. People are lazy. It's, it's, it's out there. It's absolutely out there. You are right. People, a lot uh-huh. of people just want the shit spoon fed to them. And I'm like, I'm saying like, I would have, I would have, um, I would have died, dude, if I would have had, uh, you know, fucking the internet back then, man. I mean, my God. Cause oh, yeah. Me, especially like, when it came to fucking if like. I, if you guys had the internet, it would still be so much easier to find out about Merciful Spades or yeah, like these new wave you. of British heavy uh, metal Zeno. bands. Merciful fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Motorhead, like I wasn't really aware of Motorhead until I heard Ace of Spades, man. I wish I could say, oh yeah, I had Overkill. No, that was import shit, man. You, you know, it was and Iron Fist for me. Stores like that in my area mm-hmm. that I lived in. We didn't have fucking mom and pop record stores. <clears throat> you had to go to St. Louis for that shit. And when you're a kid and you don't have a car or a license and you're not even old enough to drive, really, you're. St. Louis may as well be a fucking planet away from you, you know. Um, the only way I mm-hmm. got interested to that stuff was because of my big brother's friends, like Dave Grindstaff, who brought that stuff and said, "Hey, check this out. Look what I got." You, you know what I mean? So it was like that's how I discovered Merciful Fate. That's how I discovered Metallica and Slayer. It was because of my brother and his buddy Dave Grindstaff, you know, because they would go to St. Louis and they would get this shit. You know, like nobody knew who the fuck Metallica or Slayer was. Not around here, not until, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, so, 
you know, and I'm telling you, the uh, record bar and music land and fucking the mall, they weren't selling fucking Merciful Fate records, okay? It's just smart. You know, so, yeah. Uh, and it was just so, it's just so easier, much easier for, you know, uh, in my opinion, now than it was then. So it, it does irritate me when I hear, oh, you know. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. What are you talking about? Like, no. You know, I don't know. I, I just, it, 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 there's no excuse. There's no fucking excuse. But people still want shit to be spoon fed to. Maybe that's because of the internet. They just expect it with streaming. And it's just, but, but, you know, and that's one thing I will say about streaming, guys, is, uh, the one good thing I'll say about it is there's been so many new bands that my brother and I and Bildo have discovered through Spotify or through Amazon Music, and, and I would go to their band camp and buy it there or buy it directly from Amazon. I don't really like doing that, though, but I will if I have to. Right, right. If you can't get it elsewhere, you got to get it where you can. And at least know the yeah. artists still going to get a better cut than all the streams are going to... God, that shit pisses me off. Now, Scott Green told me at one point that our li uh, licensing actually pays the artists more than Spotify, Pandora, and all that. Is that is that uh, accurate? It, uh, all I know is this: it ain't cheap to be paying for it, dude. It costs. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, I would probably go along with that. Plus, you know, we're not Mr. Big Corporation, Amazon, fucking got oodles and oodles of money. Right. You know. So for us, it it does it. Yeah, it's not cheap getting the ASCAP and all, paying the ASCAP fees and doing all that. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's not it's not cheap, guys. You know, I'm not going to go into the detail. That, that's how much true, it costs. but look, but look, let me let me put it this way. That's why all you bands that aren't getting heard on the radio and shit that have self-produced your albums need to get a hold of us here at that metal station because we can get you played. And frankly, if you're not signed, <laughs> there's some royalties you saved. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but thinking as a businessman, that's just how it is. You get to get heard, and we get some good music. It's a win-win. Mm -hmm. And I've always, and I actually, I have a Facebook group for my radio show, and I always invite musicians on there. And I always, I always say, hey, like I have like a pin post saying, like, hey, if you're a musician, feel free to share your music. On on this page, let your voice be known, let your music be known, and yes. everything. And I got like a lot of musicians, like some of them I actually talk to on Facebook Messenger and stuff. And I always had them, and they always send me their stuff. They always like send me like their stuff or their band camp, whatever. Like I've just I've become some some of these people I became really good friends with, you know, really good friends with. And I talk with them, you know, I let them know. Even I let them know, take pictures of of. Of the fan program and show them, hey, God, playing your song or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, and a lot of these kids, I do make sure to buy their stuff. I do make sure to buy their stuff on Bandcamp and stuff. And I also tell them, hey, you know, feel free to send me your music. You know, if you want me to send you, send, you want to send your music to me, you know, I'll let them know, just, just do it. I'll happily do it. But I also happily to help you out in some way, you know, by buying your product. Yes. You know, physically or digitally on, on Bandcamp or whatever. You know, I'll happily do that. And I also happily let these bands and these musicians promote themselves on my Facebook page, Hell my yeah. Facebook group. 
because they deserve it. And I think a lot of the bands that are coming out are fucking awesome, you know, today. And there's, believe me, and there's a lot of great bands coming out. There's a lot of stuff, and you don't know if they're going to be here long or not. That's the funniest part, because you'll get into a band and find out, oh, shit, well, that's over with, you know? Oh, yeah, and me and and Mike talked about this. There's some bands that we feel like, that we we like, that we have a feeling that they've probably broken up. Like, there's a band, I think it's a a doom band called Drug Cult, that I absolutely love, and I know Mike loves them, too. And they have not put out an album since 2018, and we have a a feeling that they've probably broken up. (laughs) <laughs> we right. have a strong feeling about that because they haven't released anything since. But that's true, though. I mean, who knows? Like, so you know, this band might pop up and they think, "Oh, this is cool," and you wait like three years, wondering where the fuck are they? Yeah. They probably say, "Yeah, they probably broken up." Yeah, there's they a band out of Asheville up. that I play called Earth Collider. They're broke up. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's that, 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 that. It's rough. I remember there was a band. I remember there was a band that I think came out in like a 2010 called the uh, Orange Sunshine that I really dug a lot. And I, when I was trying to like see if they were putting out more stuff, I, I found that they broke up because their guitar player committed suicide. And I think the guitar player was like a brother from one of the members. And they broke up after that. Oh, <laughs> and I was well, like, Sam, oh. I, I just looked up Drug Cult on Instagram and they still got some recent posts of them uh, taking pictures and and uh, they're in a van, so I, I guess they're still doing it, man. Okay, Hopefully. okay, never mind then. But you're right; they haven't. Okay. They haven't done an, anything new since that record, man, which is a fucking killer record. At least on Bandcamp, from what I could tell, they only had that one out on their Bandcamp. Maybe they released really something dude, else. I mean, it's not real recent. It's four weeks, but it's a guy in a van throwing the devil horns, man. And he says, hails from mm-hmm. the crypt, drug cult, hashtag. Uh, so who knows? I well, hope they play a new record because I love them. I know that we'll all keep metal alive and rock alive and rock and roll and hard rock and all various subgenres. We'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. You out there, you have to do it too, man. You have to, you have to buy the stuff and you have to go search it. Don't let it be spoon-fed to you because it's not going to happen on pop radio. And and the other thing to the listeners of this podcast and even to the that metal station, if you find something really cool, let us know about it, man. Now, chances are we might know about them, but we might not. Right. And, and because one of the reasons why we do this is so we get turned on to new stuff. So by all means, man, I do get a little irritated. Like this guy, he sent me... His band's called Surter's Awakening, which I'm like, that's a pretty badass title. Yeah, right. But I'm looking at it, and I can't. He's like, check out my EP, and I'm like, bro, that's all well and good, but I cannot fucking pronounce any "Ye de Grissel, I Flamor, Helvets, Renater." I'm going. What the fuck? How am I supposed to talk about this? They're from Sweden, but I'm going to check it out. <clears throat> I told him I would, and and let him know what he th- what I think, and I I would love to play him, but I'm like, dude, I can't. Jog are binding. Kind of makes me wonder if they're even seen it in their native language. Um, they are from Sweden. What that has happened? There are bands that do sing in the native language. Do they? Okay, dude. Let me tell you what, man. There is some Chinese thrash metal that is so fucking awesome. But 
I, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but it sounds. Oh like yeah, dude, to, like I would love, I would love, but how am I supposed to announce their songs on the air? I'm gonna butcher it. I can't speak Chinese. <laughs> I can't speak Swedish. This song is called oh, yeah. uh, hashtag with a number seven in it, and then there's two dots <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, bottom yeah, and yeah. up top. <laughs> Right? Oh yeah, like there's a band called uh, The Who, and they pretty much most of their older songs are on their newest language. Oh yeah, Mongolian oh, metal. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. The Who? Yeah, I yeah. saw them open for um, Megadeth and Five Finger Death Punch, man, and I'll tell you what, they're a band that's getting a buzz because guess how many people were um, uh, guess how many people were fucking into them, singing their songs in that crowd, and that place was fucking packed. That's mm-hmm. awesome. you, you got them. You got Rammstein. They pretty much all their songs are all in Germany, and they're fucking play stadiums. Those fuckers play stadiums. Yeah. Whenever they do shows, they're good. I I really like. I, I like, dude. Like it was my mission to learn how to play Du Hast. I could not get my band to do the song, but I learned <laughs> that motherfucker, <laughs> and I would just jam nice. out with the record. Nice. I've liked Rammstein yeah. since they fucking came out. Nice, nice. I, I've always done that. I've always I love that, that blend there. of techno and fucking metal. I don't know why, but it works. I, I dig, I dig those shit. I, I dig them a lot. I've been, I've been into them for about probably a good ten years now. I uh, got into them like let's say between twelve, thirteen. Yeah, dude. Oh, like I said, uh, from time. from the time I heard the album Sensucked. Mm-hmm. Fucking book dich and. <laughs> You know, Duhast and Engel. Duhast, bitch. Dude, I I love that shit so much. It's I good. Submit. I love that. I love that song. I read the bitch. Fight, fight, Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Bill. Like, I love that. That's the most, that's like the Germans <laughs> have missed the mark because of the whole the whole Hitler thing. If they scream at you, <laughs> you're going to take notice, man. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that dude is like, is he giving a propaganda speech or singing a song? <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody made a joke about that one. They like, I can't tell this guy is like singing positively or is he just yelling, giving you like a fucking statement? I don't know. <laughs> oh, just watch out for the trains with the boards on them. Oh Lord! Take it on, to the shower. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, never mind. He doesn't matter. He's <laughs> just a prophet. <laughs> oh, on that note, I think it's time to get out of here. Uh, so, Rock's dead, but not dead. That's what I'm taking from this. Yeah, it's, yeah. I definitely think maybe it's in a slumber. I think maybe it's somewhat dormant to the. I think mainstream. commercially, it may be dead, but. It's not, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if many people's going to that festival as you're talking about, man, and, um, I can't sit there and go, and I know they do have festivals here in America. Uh, Mm -hmm. see, I'm just not really interested in going to festivals anymore though, because it's like, it's an all day thing, sometimes several day things. It's hot. It's nasty. I I get sunburned. Mike's old. Yeah, yeah, basically, and fucking, and half the time they fucking fuck you with the, with the fucking the drinks and the fucking and everything else. They charge you out the yin yang. I mean, you just heard everybody complaining about it, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'd rather just go to a fucking club show. 
Well, club shows are normally the best. Even though I do think festivals are good for the metal scene, so it's kind of a, what I'd like to do is go on one of those metal cruises. Well, that's because we're old. Yeah, maybe. That's part of it. My girl and I are talking about booking a cruise, and I never thought I'd be a guy to go on a cruise, but I'm like, you know what? That sounds fun. But I'm almost 50. There's several good ones, too. There's several good ones that are out there. I know there's the Monster of Rock cruise. There's the... There's another one. Metal cruise. Yep. Chris There's Jericho's wrestling cruise. I'd be sure to miss that. Does he that. have one? Yes, he does. And no, that would be yeah. fun. I don't know that. Oh, back in the day, it would be when wrestling was wrestling. These guys now are losers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, let's oh, get I'm out of here, kidding. guys. Uh, um, Samuel, here at the Plug Podcast, we always give our guests and each other the opportunity to promote something. Plug it. Plug it. Mm-hmm. We got to plug it. fucking podcast, dude. Jesus. I know. Leave you want to just listen to a butt plug it. Here we go. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess, I guess if I'm going to find it, it's got to my radio show, obviously, on thatmetalstation.com. It's the best metal station ever, okay? I don't know how a gun pointed at me right now as I'm saying this. I don't. But it's true. We are the best. We are the best. Fuck yeah. Uh, I do a radio show. Every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, or for the Central people, it's 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Pacific, it's 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, wherever else, I don't know. <laughs> wherever Where else you live, will just figure it out. Besides, we yeah, have a thing it on our website that when you look at the schedule, I know. When you look at the schedule, wherever you're living Canada. in the world, it gives your time zone. So, like, if I look, like. On mine, it says that you are – it gives me your central time. It doesn't give me the eastern time. And it's the same mm-hmm. with the, somebody if they live in fucking Ogagadawana. Guess what? They're going to see it in Ogagadawana time zone. <laughs> I say all you losers don't, uh, don't live on the east coast need to know what's going on. TV, say, everything mm-hmm. is all done by east coast time. Get on board. Yeah, good, good, good for you. <laughs> and the tour all around too is like, as the bands that we mentioned, I've mentioned, you know, like these new bands. You know, I always play them frequently on my radio show. Yeah, I play the Legacy Acts. You know, of course, I always do with any, but like all of us, we all play Legacy Acts. But I also try to push the new bands as well, like from yes. the stoner metal, the doom metal, the psychedelic, the alternative, the new wave of traditional hard rock and metal. Um, I play a bunch of that stuff. I do. I, I make I make I make it a point to play these new bands. I even thought about doing like special shows where I just play nothing but new bands. Nice. Just nothing but like awesome. new bands. I thought. Well, you got. The I time thought about that schedule, so man, because the schedule is going to be opening up here before too long, man. I mean, there's uh, some some of the DJs are on hiatus. Some of them are leaving. We're kind of mm-hmm. going through a period where we're going to be transitioning, not to a woman. Um, or a man, because it's a station. It's not a fucking. So we're not totally. We're not, we're not uh, that uh, that MadisonStation.com. No, 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 no. Not that Mary Damn. Tyler Moore Station. Not that. No. <laughs> Anywho, that uh, is there any new bands or albums that you would like to plug as well, Samuel? Oh my God! Yes, I do, sir. There is one band in particular that I absolutely love and I know I believe you posted the interview on here on the plug I could be wrong of, of uh, they watch us on the moon I would like to plug their album Cosmo, was it, uh, 
uh, the ascent. Oh my god, what am I forgetting the name of it? Cosmic Ascension Act One. Is, is that the name of the album? Something like that. I know it has Act One. The no, Act One, the Ascension. That's not that's the, the first Cosm- that yeah, one part. Say, Yes, I amazing uh, album. I, we actually did a uh, not just an interview for the station, but we recorded it for the podcast. And they were nice enough to give us a pl- a um, shout out for the plug and my radio show. Yeah, very very. Yeah, cool. Cosmic Chronicles Act One: The Ascension. That album right there, fucking. It rules. might be my favorite album. Is it either my favorite album or one of my favorite albums of you the know, year of this year. Oh, oh, for yeah. sure. Me too, man. Me too. Another one, though, that I'm going to put up there for my album of the year is one that I would like us to talk about the next time we all get together. So we'll have to do this very soon, which means doing a little bit of homework. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But you said you liked the song, and that is Descent. The new album just came oh, out yeah. by Orbit Culture. Um, this band that's from Sweden, they've been around since 2013. Uh, they can, they're considered melodic uh, death metal. I really dig them a lot. I think they would have fit in perfectly with the Mastodon and Gojira show I just saw. I definitely, definitely highly recommend it. Fucking badass, just fucking heavy as fuck, but yet melodic. And the senior can be very melodic but aggressive at the same time. Just rip your fucking face off and smack you in both your fucking ear holes. I highly, highly recommend it nice. great album right there all right good, good span right there right? and check out Fucking the rest band. of their discography it's really good they got mm-hmm. a lot of singles and eps they've only got like um a few albums really but but they've got a lot of eps and a lot of singles but they're fucking badass man that's great the uh, band that's getting a lot of buzz right now too awesome well this is a band i've been trying to help give buzz for me as broken love and that's spelled B-R-K-N, space, love. Um, they're out of Canada, and that'd be the lead singer, songwriter, and uh, rhythm guitar player. And he said, when I first thought about starting a band, it needed all the elements of rock and roll that I respond to, big guitars, big drums, big vocals. I didn't want it to be too complex. Has to be something everybody could digest in a short and sweet format. It's alternative but it's heavy. I get right to the point, and that's what this band is, man. You get a lot of alternative vibes. You get a lot of traditional metal vibes, traditional rock and roll vibes, hard rock vibes. They're a great band. Their latest album is called Black Box. Make sure you go and check that out. Uh, Their debut album is the one that has Flies in the Honey. But dude, Black Box is not a slouch at all. No no second album slump. Check out Broken Love. Mm. We'll definitely keep that in mind. And they're a good band. They're not, like I said, they're alternative rock, <laughs> but they're fucking good. And the guy has yeah. some uh, moments where he sounds like a uh, dude from Soundgarden there. Uh, was that Cornell? Oh, Chris Cornell? Yeah. Yeah. There's a band that I turned Metal Mike on called Dead Spear Communion where the Spear borderline sounds like Chris Cornell. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I dig <sighs> that band. Definitely check out Dead Spear Communion. They're cool. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Well, all right, guys, let's get out of here. Uh, Sam, the other thing we do is we give the opportunity for someone to give their final thoughts. So, Samuel, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you for you know for the first time ever, 
not so much face to face, but you actually talk mm-hmm. to you, not messages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm happy to talk to you now. I've talked to Mike for probably, oh, for probably since ever, ever since I've been a DJ for like three years now. I've had numerous conversations with him, and hey, I'm happy to talk to you, Nick, because I've been not only did you, I've known you for a good while, but I've been a fan of, of course, the podcast and of your radio show and stuff. So it's always great to talk to you. And hey, and I'm happy. I'll happy to come by on this podcast again because I thought tonight was actually a real was really great you know I thought I think we did something like a good, real good discussion absolutely everything and uh, I, I hope uh, people dig it and uh, yeah you know, I, I look forward to what else we can do in the future absolutely so, I look forward to that. And you're future. welcome back anytime and we're doing the uh, Orbit what is it Orbit Orbit Culture's new album I think yeah. we should review it and give our thoughts man Oh, I'll, I'll happily do I it. like I'll that song, Descent. I've never heard anything by him before, and that, that one just grabbed me. Um, well, let's we'll see what you think Mike of the rest of the album. And I know Bob Mike brought up to me before about doing something about typo negative, like how you guys do that. that I would love to do a deep thing. type of typo negative, Fuck even yeah. because you love them, we love, you know, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, that would be great as well, but that one will probably sometime down the road. Sure, but Orbit Culture, I'll happily do any day. Like you tell you tell me to do it this weekend, I'll happily do it this weekend. <laughs> Something or, or next week, I'll happily do it. Well, we, we'll, we'll talk about that off mic. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. You know when we want to record because I definitely think it would be a lot of fun to do that. Oh yeah, metal mic. Final thoughts. Uh, you know what, man? I think this was a great conversation. I just thought it'd be something cool to talk about, man. So, Doctor Fuck, thank you for inspiring us once again, and. uh, Really cool talk, and I enjoyed it. And you know what? You motherfuckers keep fighting the good fight. Stay metal to your dying breath, man. See you on the flip side. Outstanding. Samuel, once again, thanks for being here. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Metal Mike, brother awesome. from another mother. Good to talk to you again. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great discussion. I still think Rock's mm-hmm. not dead. Motherfuckers, buy vinyl. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Oh
Die by 